Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Friday, the 14th day of April. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, <clears throat> a Massachusetts Air National Guard member was arrested Thursday in connection with the disclosure of highly classified military documents about the Ukraine war and other top national security issues, an alarming breach that has raised fresh questions about America's ability to safeguard its most sensitive secrets. The guardsman and IT specialist identified as 21-year-old Dak, uh, sorry, Jack Teixeira was taken into custody without incident after FBI officers converged on his Massachusetts home. Attorney General Merrick Garland said he is to be charged with removing or transmitting classified national defense information, a crime under the Espionage Act. Garland did not reveal a possible motive, but accounts for those in uh, for the, but accounts for those who were in the online private chat group where the documents were disclosed have depicted uh, Teixeira as someone who was trying to impress friends. The Washington Post said it is unlikely he intended for the documents to spread across the internet. I was surprised to see 21 years old yeah. Yeah. somebody that yeah. young involved. In, oh, with in that, that access. Which made me did, uh, it's kind of made me go, well, maybe don't, you know, maybe they were just doing something stupid, incredibly stupid uh, yeah. and illegal, obviously, but I have no idea. Washington Post described him as a young gun enthusiast and, um, like I said, you know, was trying to impress his right. friends, but uh, I guess went a little further than he uh, thought. Yeah. An attempted car theft in Philadelphia's Lawncrest neighborhood led to a gun battle outside of a recreation center on Thursday afternoon. It happened at 5.30 in the evening outside of the Longcrest Recreation Center at Rising Sun Avenue and Comley Street. Police say it all started as suspects were breaking into a Mustang when the owner of the car showed up and tried to stop them. In total, 27 shots were fired. But it wasn't just the Mustang that was hit. Another car was hit and the daycare. Police confirmed a bullet went through a window with five employees and five children inside. Luckily, no one was hit. The children were all between the ages of two and four and they were in the play area. That's where the bullet entered the property, said Philadelphia Police Chief Inspector Scott Small. No bullets went into the Lawncrest Recreation Center, which had 10 kids inside. Kathy, how's the Mustang doing? (laughs) (laughs) Police are investigating after someone broke into a trailer containing hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of dimes in northeast Philadelphia. The discovery was made around 6 a.m. Thursday in a Walmart parking lot on the 4300 block of Byberry Road. Police on the scene say an estimated 2 million dimes worth $200,000 were (laughs) stolen. Has anybody way? got a dime? Uh, <laughs> I don't know Somebody's got to go back and get a load of dime. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've always wanted to use that clip. But we now we never can. had a moment for it. Has anybody got a dime? Somebody's got to go back and get a load of dimes. All the guys going, oh. Two million dimes stolen. Two million. So two million were stolen. A total of $750,000 worth of dimes was inside the truck. Here's a general question. Seven million dimes. Right, right. right. That's incredible. (laughs) What is, how how much um, in the way of coinage is produced now every year? As we move more towards electronic. Yeah. I don't know if things have slowed down. And I know uh, COVID the, put a dent in coins. At the mints or not. Right. I have been to the, the federal, the mint here yeah. in, in Philadelphia. It's not all that 
sexy and cool. No, yeah. it's it's interesting. It is um, very much. Have you ever been in there? Yes, I have. It's, it's kinda, very interesting. It's kind of boring, but um, I, I mean, they make it's pretty wild to see that you know what they make, how much they make. I've been to another mint, and boy, that was. Just as boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Steve, there are uh, nearly, 15, in 2021, 15 billion pennies, quarters, nickels, dimes, and half dollars to part of the U.S. Mint's facilities uh, spent to be spent by the public. So they are still All printing right. out All right. quite a few every year. I want to know, like, why? Like, why were you transporting this many dimes? Yes. <laughs> why are they transporting them? This many. Uh, like from one... how, I guess they, they move them in that quantities. In that I mean, quantity? the one thing that you do see at the Mint is how big the operation is yeah. and how large the uh the containers are for all the stuff and the security that that, uh, that they have there because it's is money, it's money. Making, yeah. making cash Absolutely. here's the thing man yeah. when you go and use those um those coin cashing in machines they know exactly how much they have. They could win a T-shirt by guessing the right amount I know. by going into a you bank. Know what, you know what I'm saying? You like, can't find those anymore, though. You uh, can't find those coin, those yeah, coin machines. Republic Bank has it. Oh, well, they took them away from my bank. The uh, coin counters? Yeah. Yep. They haven't been a lot of grocery stores still. So here's the deal. Uh, Republic Bank, I'm not a member. I, I go to Citizens Bank, but Republic Bank doesn't take a cut. They mm. uh, and so all those other places. So too. you have to have an account there, though. You do not stop it. <laughs> okay, Sh- shut so, the front door. No, I swear to God, because I, I, and I also guessed almost, almost to the exact amount uh, how much I was cashing in, right? And and so uh, I, I cash it in, and, yeah. and they're about to give me my money. I go, hey, I'm like, I, I get I, my guess. I get my, and they're like, do you really want the crowns and <laughs> yeah. the book? I was yeah. like. Uh-huh. I, yes, I do. Yes, I, I do. freaking do because yeah. I I won. You earned it. I earned it. Yeah. You know, the, pro- the problem is that the machines a lot of times were, are not accurate. Well, well. So the machine at yeah. my bank was also taken out, and I asked because it was very convenient to have it there. It and great. they said that it was not accurate and that it kept breaking. And they were like, "We're done with it." Yeah, and they got rid of it. Well, mine was accurate because I counted the money before I did it in the machine. That's you know what I though my cha- my change jar used to build up pretty quick. Like Why would now you do that. that? Now that we're using, um, uh, you know, credit cards and all that, you know, online payment, I, like it's it's been the same. I I don't put any change in it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kathy, did they say how much this weighed? The amount of dimes you that know were stolen? What? No, it didn't say how much it weighed. I know. I wish it's got to be tremendous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It has to be. <laughs> yeah. How many dimes oh. were stolen again? Uh, so two hundred thousand were stolen, but there okay. were seven hundred and fifty. No, two million were stolen. Yeah, two hundred thousand. Two hundred thousand dollars worth. Oh, of sorry, two hundred thousand dollars worth of cash. Yeah, there was seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars right. worth yeah. of crazy, it in, man. inside. Yeah, yeah two million. Uh, so. <laughs> Dimes were scattered. I'd from, go for cash. Dimes were scattered from the Walmart parking lot uh, to Woodhaven Road. The dr- truck driver picked up the dimes from the Philadelphia Mint on Wednesday, but then went home to get some sleep before a long drive to Florida. And apparently, this is common practice. Um, they can pick it up, they go home, they sleep, and then they get on the road early in the morning. Uh, the truck driver parked the big rig in a Walmart parking lot. When he came back Thursday morning, he found the trailer door was open. Uh, Nick, I see what you're doing over here. So here's what you do: find out, do, do a search on how much does a dime weigh, yeah, and then multiply that times two million. <laughs> He's trying to find out how much that would weigh because it would be a lot. I mean, tons possibly. Uh, they were trying to crossload the dimes into other things. There were dimes all over the parking lot. Uh, said the police officer. Police- By the way, I'm sorry, Kathy. Picking up a dime from the from the the pavement is oh. very difficult. You got to get that edge. <laughs> it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, I wonder how it was all. 
like stacked in there. Each time she come with a separate little handle. Because there were dimes all over the place. I know. Like they, it wasn't like they were rolled up. Mm-hmm. Uh, police say cargo thefts have been an ongo- ongoing issue both in the Northeast and in South Philadelphia with all kinds of stolen goods. We've had lamb, chicken, TVs, refrigerators, alcohol, and more. Uh, there are work. There are cameras in the parking lot, and investigators are working on a suspect description. Has anybody got a dime? Oh, I don't have a Somebody's got to go back and get a load of dimes. <laughs> I just had to play that one more time. All right, in sports this morning. Ball sacks are yummy. Ball sacks are yummy. Casey did a good job. Actually, I hit the wrong button. <laughs> the Phillies opened up a four-game series with a 6-2 loss to the Reds last night in Cincinnati. What Bell- the f*** is this? Bailey Falter pitched four and two-third innings, giving up eight hits, five runs, one walk, and four strikeouts. The series continues tonight, and Taiwan Walker will get the start. The first pitch is scheduled for 640. The Flyers won their last game of the season, beating the Blackhawks 5-4 in overtime in Chicago. All right, they did it! Ivan Provorov beat Alex Stalock 309 into overtime to lift the Flyers to the win in the season finale for each team. It was the last game for longtime Blackhawks captain Jonathan Taves. Taves won three Stanley Cup titles in 15 seasons with Chicago, but it was announced yesterday that the team would not re-sign the veterans center. The Sixers play their first game in the playoffs tomorrow afternoon. They'll host the Brooklyn, Net- Brooklyn Nets in game one of the first round. Tip-off is at one o'clock. And in football news, Washington Commanders owner Dan, Dan and Tanya Snyder have reached a preliminary agreement to sell the NFL franchise to a group led by Josh Harris, who also owns the Sixers and the New Jersey Devils, for a record $6.05 billion. Wow, wow. So I'm not happy about this, and it has nothing to do with Josh Harris owning it. It has everything to do with Dan Snyder not owning this team anymore because he was such a terrible owner. And that franchise was in shambles as long as he owned it. Right. And now, like, I fear fear that they're going to be able to turn it around now that they actually got decent leadership. Mm. That price tag tops the previous record sale for a franchise when a group led by Walmart heir Robert Walton uh, bought the Denver Broncos for $4.65 billion last August. And he paid in dimes, Kathy. Yeah. 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 Wait a second. (laughs) Dan Snyder's group purchased the Washington football franchise in May of 1999 for $800 million. Has anybody got a dime? (laughs) And that's what happened for you this morning. Uh, thank you, Kathy. By the way... I did the math. I did the work on this. What do you have? Because Marissa gave me a total. I know she did, and I I worked really hard for about five minutes on this because I had to convert to grams and then to kilograms (laughs) and then back to the metric system or whatever the hell... So it ends up being four hundred no four million five hundred thirty six thousand grams, which is four thousand five hundred thirty six kilograms, which is one ten thousand point one seven pounds. Yes, yes, ten thousand. Marissa, pounds? actually, I know you did the work. Thank you. But Nick, there's a website called MoneyWeightCalculator.com. Oh, wow, oh, I should have gone to that. Ten thousand point one six eight. Well, you were right on the money. I right on the money. Because hey, hey. it's money. See that? Yeah. Okay. So, so if this were a math test, I would have gotten full credit because I did show the work. Your work. I showed my work. Show showed your work. <laughs> I didn't cheat by going to a website. Marissa mm-hmm. wouldn't have got the credit for it. Wait, so that had to have taken them a long time. Oh, yeah. And like, several vehicles. I mean, you're not carting around 10,000 pounds in, you know, in, in the back yeah. of your Civic. And they're, they were in a Walmart parking lot that has cameras. Like, yeah. they've got to be able to get these people. I would think so. You know, and and the, maybe this was a, a calculated. This had to have been a calculated. Yeah, they, they said that this is an issue that uh, you know of of different heights like this. So, well, 
Okay. Is that um, up? Interesting. All right. Well, welcome to Friday. We are happy to have you here this morning. Um, speaking of all this money chat, we have cash to give away. It'd be much lighter because it's a thousand dollars, and we'll make sure that we use paper money. Yeah, uh, a lot lighter. So we have thousand dollars and also tickets to the MM Barbecue, which tickets go on sale this morning at ten a.m. All the details available at WMMR.com. Woof! Woof! Uh, so we will we'll do the giveaways uh, at 8 and 10 a.m. on the show, and then it happens again at noon, 3 and 5. And also we have joining us in the studio this morning is uh, Mosh Kasher. Uh, performing at Helium tonight <clears throat> and through the weekend. So Moshe is going to be stopping by around 9 o'clock. Our buddy Marcus is stopping by. Marcus in the Darkest. Uh, the ACS Bikeathon is coming up, and he's going to get us some of the details and talk about uh, Team WMMR and yes. how you can be a part of that. So we will get to all of that throughout the course of the morning. We have several other things to do and give away. In fact, Casey is scrambling. No, I mean, there's just a lot going on. As a matter of fact, uh, okay. the 72 Hours of Metallica weekend starts today. So That's we're right. We're going to some Metallica this morning. So, uh, there, I mean, there is... There's a lot on our plate today, yep. and uh, I'm, I'm happy because it's it's a Friday. Yep. All right, okay. so let's take a break. Let's come back, and we'll dive into it head first. I've got a stupid question in the entertainment report on the way. A friend of ours is having a birthday today. I'll make sure to mention him when we get back. Stay with us. Looking for fun things to do this weekend? Yeah, Bear's weekend calendar has you covered. Shows in town, movies to see, exhibits and specials around the Delaware Valley. Just use keyword weekend calendar at WMMR.com to get the list. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program and enjoy more services like unlimited free delivery on all your grocery needs. More exclusive perks like 5% off every day on your favorite O organic or open nature items across the stores and more rewards that never expire. And now enjoy a limited time offer and save up to $5 per pickup order with a Fresh Pass subscription. Start your 30-day free trial today. Visit acmemarkets.com slash freshpass for program details. Service available in select areas. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Wait a second. I thought you were giving up drinking out of your Blue Meanies mug. Uh, oh, no. My coffee mug? Yeah, because um, uh, you, you kept pouring it down the front of your shirt. I know, but I, I, I have a new mug, and I just haven't turned it over yet. What, Kat? Also, I thought of you the other day, so I have a new stain remover. <gasps> yeah, so uh, all the kids in the neighborhood play either softball or baseball, and you know, the, the white baseball grass stains. Get yep. the grass stains, and uh, so there's Dawn, it, it's dish soap, Dawn dish soap, but it comes in a spray bottle, <laughs> and they're like, get that, spray it on on the stains. Trust us, the, the baseball stains, the grass stains, mud stains will come out of the kids' white pants. Sure enough, I used it, came out of the, the the pants look like they're brand new. I, 
already have the Dawn spray stuff. And we use it for, you know, cleaning dishes and things like that. Okay, so use it on stains and okay. let, let it soak through. Same thing like we said before. And then wash it. Shoot, do we do a monthly segment? Can't we need to. Tips? <laughs> who's that? Who's that woman? Was it Heloise or who was that uh, house cleaning tips? Remember that woman? Was that hints from Heloise? Hints from Heloise. Yeah. Hints from Kathy. Yeah, something like that. I want to be Heloise. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, I'm going to ask a stupid question. We are going to give away today, by the way, a family four-pack of tickets to the Adventure Aquarium ticket. Or the question that I have for you this morning is, what does J-R-R stand for in J-R-R Tolkien's name? There you go. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. What does J-R-R stand for in J-R-R Tolkien's name? We're going to go through some birthdays while we await your answer. Today being the 14th day of April, we'll start with one in the world of rock. Gave us one of the all-time great guitar riffs, Richie Blackmore of Deep Purple. Uh, and also the band Rainbow as well uh, turns 78 years old today. Where did this fall on the list? It was like... It was number one, I think. Was, I think it might have been number yeah, one, right? Yeah, as far as most recognizable riff or, or most iconic guitar riffs of all time. Uh, so, yep, he turned 78 years old today. Known to be a bit of a, well, a bit of a douchebag. Prima Donna. I, I've heard oh, years, which yeah. is too bad, but I, I, mean, I don't know. We've never talked to him, so I can't say definitively. But we'll assume he's a scumbag until he proves us wrong. Uh, we also have uh, Abigail Breslin, who was Little Miss Sunshine. Uh, she's 27 years wow. old today. Yeah, M. Night Shyamalan was uh, in the studio, and he was talking about he, uh, being at a restaurant, and she came over, and the last time he'd really seen her and worked with her was in Signs. And uh, and you are. You yeah. know? Wow. <laughs> uh, she was also in Nims Island. Uh, we also have uh, Adrian Brody. It's ah. birthday today. And he was in an M. Night Shyamalan movie. He was in The Village. Yes, he was. Which, Which I, I, I liked it. I liked they it, too. crapped yeah. all over it. I'm like, I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. Don't crap on that. A couple of his lesser movies I really enjoyed. I like Lady in the Water, too. It's a weird movie. I yeah. didn't really care for that one. Yeah, I something about it I liked. I don't yeah. know. It was um, whimsical and fantastic. I liked yeah. the one character in it, the guy who uh, only... Worked out one side, one of, his side of his body. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of funny and interesting. But uh, yeah, and you know, he he told us that was based off of somebody in their office. Oh, really? Oh, who just worked <laughs> out one side of the body? Uh, Adrian Brody also a lot of other great things like uh, the pianist, the piano player. Oh, piano player, man, is he good in the piano player? Yeah. And uh, Summer of Sam and so on. And it's a big birthday for him today. He's fifty years old. He is like really attractive, but like also. Um, kind of quirky. He's got that big old well, nose. Well, the and, big thing is, yeah. we talked about it. I think there was a study that was done, Preston, and that women naturally perceive or tend to perceive men with big noses as being well hung. Mm-hmm. But he's a good looking guy, too. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Even though he has a, a, a large uh, feature, he's uh, he's an attractive you, guy. Ever see the movie Predators, I think it was? Yeah, it did not. So it takes place on, the, on the, a predator's planet that it's set up for a hunting game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got jacked for that movie. He looked really good. Uh, we also have Sarah Michelle Gellar. <laughs> Celebrating her birthday. <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I was a huge fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel, which was the sequel series. Uh-huh. Great uh, stuff. She is uh, 46 years old today. Uh, Anthony Michael Hall has his birthday as well. Uh, the Breakfast Club. Sixteen Candles, Weird Science. Uh, he is strangles neighbors. Yeah, he's he's a hothead, uh, man. Yeah, yeah. There there have been several occasions where it's like he kind of blew off the cuff a bit. Do you 
Can you, when you look at him, see any genetic correlation to Rusty from the original Vacation movie? Very little. I mean, it's amazing. But he is actually now the love interest on the final season of The Goldbergs, Preston. Oh, wow. From Beverly Goldberg. By the way, I said he flew off the cuff. That was a wrong term to use. Flew off the handle. Yeah. yeah. You make up your own terms. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's 55. Thank you. <laughs> uh, it's Pete Rose's birthday today. <laughs> Every Pete Rose has its thorn. <laughs> I think that was the original lyrics yeah, to the song. Yeah. Every Pete Rose has its thorn. There was a stretch where people were calling in with Pete Rose is the answer to everything. <laughs> yes. I, I really enjoyed those days. Yeah. I, Because the odds are good it is. Yeah. 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 Uh, he's 82. I was thinking about this, and, and you know, even he's, you know, I don't know if he's a, a, a D-bag or not, but he's 82. He's in the twilight of his life. They should. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I think personally, just for just for what he, how he played the game, um, before he dies. I think you know that, what because he. I think at some point there's going to be some type of a pardon, and he will be inducted into the Hall let of him, Fame. Let him see it while he's alive. Yeah, and you know, I'm going to take a guess here that there are probably some other D bags in the Hall of Fame. I, right. Good point. Yeah, I think uh, Paul Giamatti talked about his father, Bart Giamatti, regretting the decision for the lifetime ban because uh, Bart Giamatti was the uh, commissioner at the time. He was the one that came down with the decision and said to um, said that he could never be in. And then shortly after that, Bart Giamatti passed away, so he wasn't able to ever uh, reverse that mm. decision. And and so baseball has inherited a dead man's decision on Pete Rose. Mm. Interesting. He's 82 today. Uh, Brad Garrett from Everybody Loves Raymond. I love Brad Garrett, uh, and he's been in tons of things throughout the years. He's doing well. the Jersey Mike's commercials, isn't he? No, is it's, he? A, it's a different sandwich chain, Steve. Uh, I don't think it's Jersey Mike's, but they he's like a hardcore oh, mob, like a guy. mob guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what's the other one then? So it's. Yeah, man, because Danny DeVito's doing the Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's. Yep. Uh, uh, I'll look it up. Uh, Brad Garrett is 63. Robert Carlisle, uh, who's in uh, Train Spotting and uh, The Full Monty, to yeah. name a few. And I still contest the, the Full Monty the, is, could be the funniest last four minutes of it's any good. movie <laughs> yeah. ever. It's just laugh out loud hilarious. Any and it you, ends on a high note. It does. Any of you ever see this, the live stage version? Uh, no. Yeah, it was it's a big hit, right? I, yeah. They, they do it. I tried to find some videos of the final scene, and all that kept coming up were the stage versions yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, it's Jimmy John's. There we go. Jimmy, Jimmy John's. John's. Yeah. All right, and then the last birthday we celebrate is our friend, Rob McElhinney. Hey! Rob turns uh, 46 years old today, and in fact... We'll take a moment. Usually, we just uh, we don't play clips and so on during uh, birthdays, other than the music uh, segments. But uh, we're going to play. Uh, th- well, this I guess technically this is a musical. It segment. absolutely is. This is Rob's buddy, Ryan Reynolds. Here we go. Sure, he's got a pretty face that people know they know. They think they recognize him from his big time TV show. But despite the accolades, despite the load. One thing that they do not know is how to say his name. (laughs) Pronouncing all those N's and E's and H's can perplex him. So here's a little birthday gift from all your mates in Wrexham. It's McElhenney, McElhenney. What ways to massacre and mispronounce it? There are many. It's McElhenney. McElhenney. If there was doubt, now there won't be any. It's McElhenney. First it's Mackle like a tackle when we take him to the ground. Then Henny like the penny that he's in for with the pound. It's 
<laughs> they had to have done that six months ago. They had to. That was amazing. Uh, to write it, for... produce it, record it. There's a video <laughs> with tons of cameos in it. Yes. And they kept it a secret. And they ke- did they? Rob did not know until this morning. Wow. Oh Rob God. gave Ryan Reynolds a blimp for his birthday because last year, Ryan Reynolds gave Rob a urinal. Yeah. <laughs> so Rob wanted to uh, one-up him, and now Ryan has one-upped Rob. Okay. Now, how long does this go on? We used to do big birthday stuff for yeah. each other here, and at some point we were like, okay, we can't do this I anymore. Know. Yeah. <laughs> it's too much. You, you hit a wall at a certain point. Well, That's insane. That is so good. I hope this goes on for the end of time. I know. Yeah. I agree. So I, I agree with you. Wow. All right. Uh, let's see if we can get an answer to a stupid question this morning. What does J.R.R. stand for in J.R.R. Tolkien's name? We will go to Nancy. Hi there, Nancy. All right, Nancy, do me a favor and tell me what the J-R-R stands for, please. It's John Ron- Ronald Rial. Yes, the, yes, exactly. <laughs> Hang on a second, Nance. We're going to give you a family four-pack of tickets to Adventure Aquarium. You can discover 65 tons of beach fun and check out the supersized sand sculptures that have taken over Adventure Aquarium, but it's only for a limited time. You can get tickets and info at adventureaquarium.com. All right. Right, lot to talk about and not a lot of time. All right, let's so do it. Let's dive into it. I'm going to edit along the way here. Uh, Drake Bell. Uh was found unharmed Thursday after going missing earlier this week. Uh, Page Six reports that the deputies from the Orange County Sheriff's Office took action to ensure that the Drake and Josh alum received a mental health evaluation. And uh, the Nickelodeon alum uh, joked on Twitter saying, you leave your phone in the car and don't answer for the night. And this, oh my God. Uh, earlier in the day, the Daytona Beach Police Department considered him, uh, who hadn't been since, uh, seen since 9 p.m. on Wednesday, by the way, a missing and endangered person. It's pretty wild. They had yeah. a, a list of all the things that have sort of been, with I don't know, you call them controversies or scandals or whatever that he has endured or been a part of. And it's a lot. The oh, guy really? gets into a lot of crap. I just knew the one yeah. with an underage girl, but I didn't know about a bunch of other Temper ones. Temper tantrums, uh, uh, um, uh, fights with other uh, celebrities. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, there's a whole list of things. Okay. Ryan Seacrest toasted the staff of Live with Kelly and Ryan uh, at a farewell dinner on Wednesday night. Uh, the show shared his speech on Instagram Thursday where the American Idol host said, for me, it is no other place in our business. There is no other place 
uh, in I am no other place. Like the live show. Huh. It is, it, well, that, it, I, this, he couldn't have said that. For me, no. it is no other place in our business like the live show. <laughs> he did not say that. Okay. Yeah. He said, personally for me, and I think for Kelly the same, to walk out on that stage after we've turned around a show... And when I say we, I mean you guys have turned around a show overnight. It is a magical experience that I will remember forever. So he's done with that. Uh, I like the commercials with uh, her and her husband, Marcos Huelos. I've not seen them. Yeah. They they have a great chemistry. Oh, that's So, cool. you know. Yeah. Uh, Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson are so close. How <laughs> close are they? They are currently promoting a show called Brother from Another Mother, but it is possible that the co-stars really are related, maybe. Uh, McConaughey recently revealed on Kelly Ripa's Let's Talk Off-Camera podcast that he's pretty sure his mom and Harrelson's dad hooked up at some Really? Point. Yes. Uh, he what said, is he basing that on? He said, in Greece a few years ago, we're sitting around talking about how close we are and our families, and my mom is there, and she says, Woody, I knew your dad. Everyone was aware of the uh, ellipses that my mom left after uh, uh, left after knew. I, it was a loaded K-N-E-W, he said. I don't, I'm not following. I, I think meaning uh, knowing someone biblically. In the biblical sense. Yeah. I got you. So he said, we went back uh, to unpack what this new meant, K-N-E-W, meant, and did some math and found out that uh, Woody's dad was on furlough at the same time that my mom and dad were in their second divorce. I didn't know they got divorced twice. Uh. Uh, then there's possible receipts and places out in West Texas where there might have been a gathering or a meeting or a new KNEW moment. Interesting. Yeah. So they have not yet decided to take a DNA test to get proof about potential family connection between them. Wasn't his dad arrested for murder? Woody Harrelson's dad? I remember there I mean, being remember that? something yeah. weird like that. Uh, it may be true, Steve. I'm not really sure. But... Anyhow, uh, they might be related. Don't know. So I just want to do a follow-up on that Rob McElhenney song. Uh, Pasek and Paul wrote that song. So Pasek and Paul, has they uh, have written many, many, many Broadway hits. In fact, they were the ones who were writing songs for the uh, the Christmas movie that Ryan Reynolds and With Will Ferrell Will Ferrell did, yeah. yeah so right. that's why that sounded so, <laughs> so good. good and perfect. And, okay. Yeah. Uh, Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker revealed in their new Hulu wedding special that they held a second ceremony at the Santa Barbara Courthouse. God, because two key family members couldn't make it to the Portofino into uh, Portofino, Italy. I can't wait to see this. By the way, I don't have my glasses today. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, I was wondering why you're going out. I got That's an extra pair of readers. You want them? No, it's okay. All Thank right. you. Uh, the couple said that uh, Kardashian's mother, Mary Jo, MJ Campbell, and Barker's father, Randy Parker, welcome aboard. Uh, attended the local ceremony uh, because they were unable to travel abroad. Come with us as we skim the rings of Saturn. Could you drop these people off at their wedding? Absolutely. Okay, good. Roll out the tubes. <laughs> you guys, you shoot people around Absolutely. in tubes? We've got a place to get to. We can't slow down. Okay, okay. press. Um, you can just wear these glasses oh, okay, instead. These you. are better. <laughs> Does that help? What's up, Bono? Oh, my God. <laughs> what the hell are those? Those are glasses. He forgot his glasses. They, don't they look like, to wear these they look like the jockey morning. goggles. I was yeah, a big fan are. of the fly. I think yeah. it was underrated. Yeah. But These uh, are Jackie Bam Bam. Yeah, he shades. gave them to me. Did he? Yes. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, I don't know if I can do this. I, I will try. <laughs> oh, my God. Please try. Okay. All right. We're moving on to another story. Uh, actor Mark Wahlberg returned to his roots Tuesday 
to remember a gig that he had once had in uh, Quincy, Massachusetts, long before he made it big, and that is bagging groceries. Wahlberg's, I can't do this. You can't, you can't do it. Do it? You're a professional. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sentence and a half. I have to take them off. <laughs> Wahlberg said in a video taken outside a Quincy grocery store, this is where the whole hustle started. In 1998, I was working at this stop and shop on Newport Avenue in Quincy, but it was across the street. They moved the store, and I was bagging groceries for three sixty-five an hour. I'm going to see if I can get my old job back. Uh, and in the video, which he posted uh, to Instagram and TikTok, uh, promoted products that he owns or sponsors, and uh, he returned to his roots and bagged some groceries for a bunch of customers. So they, this was not the actual location of the store? They'd moved across the street? Across the hey, street he's a filthy yeah. liar then. <laughs> uh, he asked one woman, hi, I'm bagging groceries. The oranges are a little heavy for the paper. Do you want a double or a single? Uh, the actor posed with customers and took photos with employees before pointing out where several brands that he owns are sold in the store, including Wahlburgers branded beef and performance-inspired sports supplements. He also mentioned the tequila brand that sponsors Man. called uh, Flecha Azul Tequila. Everybody uh, has brands. You know, we're talking about Ryan uh, um, uh, Seacrest. He's got a whole bunch of, of stuff he just announced. Yep. Ryan Ren- Blake Lively just announced her own... Um, Alcohol soda, whatever they call that. I have pickles. Yes, Fishtown Pickle Project. Ooh, what should I have? Thank you. What would you like? Waffles. Kathy no. has jewelry. Yes. I don't have a goddamn thing. <laughs> oh, we need to do something. Yeah, yeah. We, we need to. We need to. We need to brainstorm. Something that makes sense. What's that? You used to have ice cream. Well, we did. Yeah, Bassett. You made so much money off yeah, of that. A ton of it, yeah. That's why, I'm just, that's why I'm driving a Lambo. Yeah, I don't make I don't make anything on the pickles. Yeah, but you get free pickles. I get free pickles. <laughs> Steve, do you want me to have guppies make a sandwich for you? Yes, please. Okay, because yeah. they'll do it. He'll put, he'll put a Steve Marsden yeah. sandwich on the menu. Yeah, the corner of the market. All right, so Pete Davidson has discussed the D behind his BDE in an interview on Thursday. Uh, he told the host of this show, Charlemagne the God. Yes, yeah. Uh, he said it's really not that special. He said it's a very normal-sized penis. Uh, and he elaborated saying it's big enough to enjoy and not big enough for it to hurt. That is what I was told. I think uh, also being lanky can uh, accentuate uh, the size of or the perception of someone's maybe. junk. Yeah. Or maybe he's just lying and has a huge member. Uh, he is hosting Saturday Night Live on May 6th, by the way. Wow. That's pretty wild. Yeah, it's pretty pretty interesting. Yeah, You know, Lauren Michaels always had a sort of paternal thing for him, so that's why he was protected on that show. Mm. Uh, let's see. Jamie Foxx's family revealed on Instagram yesterday that the uh, Back in Action star was hospitalized for a medical complication. Uh, Corinne Fox wrote that due to quick action and great care, he is already on the way to recovery. I don't really know what it was about. Really, really serious. Yeah. I mean, when the story started coming out, I mean, it's all over the place. They yeah. weren't saying exactly what was happening, but they said he had to be rushed to the emergency room. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm going to mention this uh, for my wife because she watches this show. Sister Wives. <laughs> Christine Brown announced on Thursday that she and her boyfriend, David Woolley, are engaged after less than a year of dating. Uh, she said, David treats me like a queen and tells me I'm beautiful every day. I've never been in love like this before, and the world <laughs> seems like a brighter place with him in it. Sister. Uh, I'm so excited <laughs> for the wonderful adventure we are going to embark on for the rest of our lives. I Yeah, I sometimes this. this will be on. Yeah. I will sit there for a minute, and I'll go, you've got to be kidding. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, come on, man. You know what, though? I, I Vanderpump loved, is on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I loved uh, Big Love, you know, and that's uh, yeah. like a fictionalized version of what Sister Wives is, right? The the Big Love show on HBO? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I never really stopped to, 
to understand is this legal or not? Or it, it's you know multiple marriages. Yeah, it's well, a, polygamy. You know, polygamy. Yeah, frowned yeah. upon. Yeah. I mean, what, all right. So the marriage part is illegal, but I mean, a way to get around that is just to have a bunch of girlfriends and. You do yeah. that, but, but I'm curious yeah. as, as far as the, the legalities of, right. of, of being married and, and what that means, you know, in the state and, and how you stand with yeah. the taxes and, and all of that other stuff and insurance and... Under the banner of heaven. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. you want to see a... That's a wild show. Yeah. yeah. That ain't no reality. No, that's a bit different. All right, let's see. Game of Thrones Empire is expanding once again. The network's streaming service, now called Max... Uh, has officially ordered the series uh, a new prequel. Oh, uh, Sister Dragons. Yes, it's called <laughs> Sister Dragons. <laughs> they got little trolls in their mouths. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> I am it. his mouth troll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, the mouth troll. I want to give you a rose. For those who weren't listening in the 8 o'clock hour yesterday, <laughs> you have no idea what the dragon tro- mouth troll is all about. Go check out our podcast or uh, yesterday's live stream on YouTube if you want to see that. All right. So, uh, anyhow, it's called A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms, The Hedge Knight. That's a stupid title. Uh, the title is based on George R. R. Martin's popular trio of Dunk and Egg novellas. Dunk and novellas. Which I did not know about, and I now I'm going to have to read Dunk and Egg. Oh, so um, when did these come out? They will... I'm not sure when they're going to be released. Well, well so the, the written oh, the material, the, the source material? Yeah, I don't know. Do they precede Game of Thrones? Yes, by about 100 years. Uh, do, do the actual writing precede Game of Thrones? I doubt it, right? I don't think so. Right. Uh, it chronicles the story of Dunk, the future Lord Commander yeah. of the King's Guard, uh, Sir Duncan yeah. the Yeah! Uh, and Egg... Yeah! The future King Aegon V Targaryen uh, as they wander Westeros having adventures roughly 100 years before the events of the no- of the novels. Uh, the project is the second prequel to officially get ordered to series following House of the Dragon. Uh, so it's going to be a, a lighter uh, tale. It, says it looks here, that way. Yeah, it's a different kind of Westeros tale than uh, Thrones. Or Dragon, uh, those shows are sweeping war epics with sprawling ensemble casts that take place in multiple locations. The Dunk and Egg stories are more intimate two-handers at, with a bit of a lighter note to Man, them. They could pick up a hell of a sponsorship deal if they just turn the egg into donuts, right? Dunk yeah. and yeah. Donut. Dunk and Donuts, yeah. Were you the little fat boy? No! No! But, but I just like to beat him up. You know, I got my go, why are you so fat? Why are you so fat? And I beat the shit. Okay. You'll, you'll have story. to explain. That's egg. That was egg from one crazy summer. <laughs> so wow. I, uh, I that yeah. needs explanation. Egg. There you, there go. you we go. We missed that part. Yeah. We missed that part. Damn it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it there you go. Friday, isn't it? So yeah. these are like lovable vagabonds. Yeah, I think right. that's uh, that's kind of the way it's going to be. So uh, that's a prequel coming out on uh, Max on what will, will be called Max. Uh, let's see, a couple other quick tidbits. Uh, Variety reports that Samuel L. Jackson and John David Washington will star uh, in the Netflix adaptation of The Piano Lesson. The Piano? The Piano Lesson, uh, reprising their roles from the highly successful Broadway revival of August Wilson's play. So the piano's ring with dynamite. That's the whole <laughs> idea of the series. And, and he tries to get him to play, play one particular song, okay. and, and that's the whole thing. It's a real nail-biter. Okay. Yeah. Oh. No. I, no. Hmm. Okay. I'm doing other things. It's okay. All right? 
busy. I thought it was going to be. I know what you thought it was going to be. Steve was referencing yeah. just then. I know. I know. But so I like, I like Kenny Rogers. Well, yeah. I, I had a Kenny Rogers story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. What's your condition? My condition. My piano is in. But I, I balked on it. I was oh. going to pass on it Damn. because you balker. five minutes after seven. Oh, but, man. But now I'll share it with you. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, I want to explain that Kenny Rogers song you heard. I'll take a little break from the war to talk about <laughs> Kenny Rogers. I was going to pass because there's too much. We, we didn't start till 10 of 7. Or Yeah. Yes. Well, right. okay. anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> Kenny Rogers' legacy will live on. A posthumous debut of never-released songs from the country icon is set to be released on June 2nd. Uh, Life is Like a Song makes the first material released by Rogers after his death. I have to say I'm a little disappointed. I thought the roasters were coming back. No, the set is described as... They were good. They were damn good. I thought it was a good restaurant. It really was. Uh, The set is described as a stunning and emotional song cycle that tells the story of love, life, loss, and faith between Rogers and his family. What Uh, about the rotisserie chickens? Rogers' widow, Wanda Rogers, served as the curator for the (laughs) Sentimental Project. Uh, It features eight songs pulled from Rogers' archives that he recorded between 2008 and 2011 that were deeply personal to him. Uh, And in fact, he does... um, a rendition of Wonderful Tonight by Eric Clapton. Oh. And Goodbye by Lionel Richie. Yeah. Uh, and he also collaborated with Dolly Parton for Tell Me What You'd Love. That'll be on the album, too. Well, they had a hit with Islands in the Stream. And uh-huh. he also does a cover of uh, At Last, the Etta James wow. song. And Iron Man. Uh, no, not Iron Man. <laughs> Which song do you like better from Lionel Richie? He Hello was, or he's doing war picks. <laughs> not Iron Man. There is Sabbath involved. Yeah. Sorry, Case. No, I just was asking if you liked Hello or Goodbye better. Hello. Uh, or goodbye from Lionel Richie. Hello. I don't remember goodbye. Yeah, you had mentioned it in that uh, in that article, and I had never heard it either. I was like, "Well, he does have a song." Uh, I don't think I did. Yeah, you, you said did. goodbye. Yeah. Uh, oh no, Eric. Goodbye. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, goodbye was that song. I didn't say hello. Right. Yeah. Um, he brought up hello as a yeah. comparison. I've, I've I've haven't heard a goodbye that much, but my recollection is is that uh, hello is a much better song. Yeah, I don't. I've never heard a case. I don't really know. All right, uh, we have new movies opening today. Oh, great. Oh, you mother. (laughs) What's the matter? Just go away. (laughs) Sorry. I don't want to (laughs) live. Here we go. Movies opening this weekend include Renfield, a horror comedy starring Nicolas Cage, Nicholas Holt, and Aquafina. And this modern monster tale of Dracula's loyal servant, Renfield, the tortured aide to history's most narcissistic boss, Dracula is forced to produce his master's prey and do his every bidding. No, Dracula isn't forced to produce his master's prey. Uh, Renfield is. Yeah. Uh, and no matter how debased, but now, after centuries of servitude, Renfield is ready to see if there is a life outside of the shadow of the Prince of Darkness. If he can, if only he can figure out how to end his codependency. Running time, hour and 33 minutes, rated R, wide theater release, Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 64%. It looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah. it does. It looks funny. Yeah. Uh, also is uh, opening is The Pope's Exorcist. It's a horror film starring Russell Crowe. 
uh, Daniel Zavato, uh, Franco Nero. And the plot says that it's inspired by the actual files of the Father Gabriel Amorth, Chief Exorcist of the Vatican. The Pope's Exorcist follows Amorth as he investigates a young boy's terrifying possession and ends up uncovering a centuries-old conspiracy the Vatican has desperately tried to keep hidden. Uh, it's an hour and 43 minutes long. Rated R, wide theater release. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 51%. And then the final movie that we saw opening is Mafia Mama. It's a comedy starring Tony Collette, Monica Bellucci, and Sophia Numvet. Uh, an American mom <clears throat> inherits her grandfather's mafia empire in Italy. Guided by the film's consigliere. Consigliere. <laughs> uh, the consigliere. Uh, she hilariously defies everyone's expectations as the new head of the family business. Hour and 41 minutes long. Rated R. Wide theater release. Rotten Tomatoes, 24% yeah. score. Yeah. All right, let's do the clips. Clips! Jasir features Lorraine Bracco as a Memphis native and her unlikely journey with a young Syrian refugee. And here, uh, the director, Wahid Al-Khawazmi, Al-Khawazmi uh, discusses his experience working with Lorraine Bracco. Here we go. I'm getting to direct Miss Lorraine. I call her Miss Lorraine, sorry, because it's awesome. I love her though. I got so lucky. She was very, very, very good at not being selfish with her craft just by sharing like her craft with all of us. It was really more like a mentorship than anything else. <laughs> yes, here is just here is out in theaters now. We interviewed her about the movie, and she had a great experience on it. Yeah, uh, she worked with Nell. Was a, a big honor. She's big a, honor. Yeah, her and Nell. All right, next clip. Here we go. Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler back together for more murder mystery and laughter in the film Murder Mystery Two. And here, Adam Sandler discusses the roles he plays. <laughs> I relate to all different types of people, but I enjoy playing these guys who are um, struggling. I like that. I guess uh, admire somebody who doesn't give up. <laughs> what we should do is do the new All in the Family with Adam Sandler and uh, Nell. Nell. Yeah. Hold on. Do you have... Because we have new Nell clips, Yeah, right? we do. I'm playing oh these. Yeah. I, I know. Yeah. Hang on a second here. I don't pass a miss a lie. I don't go. I you know, it's funny because Jodie Foster is uh, praised for her performance yeah. and Sandler gets dumped on for his. Yeah. Exactly the same, thing. The same damn thing. But Sandler's in town tonight. He's at the show at the Wells Fargo Center is tonight. That is correct. Yeah. Tickets available for that, by the way. Maybe the special guest is Nell. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Yeah. Uh-huh. If they brought her out on stage? Oh, my God. They they brought us donuts to promote this uh, show the other day, and we never got any donuts. Like they really mad about the donuts? No, no. Like we were all prepared for donuts. Jim Sutcliffe put a box of donuts. It was in a bag, and he put it on a chair over there. I saw him, and he sat there, and then he left, and we got no donuts whatsoever. (laughs) And we promoted that show. Can we tell the other half of the story, Casey? The other half of that story. Is he left his backpack here? 
I found it yesterday. You did? Where was so, it? Kathy, Marissa sends out an email to the entire staff saying, hey, there's a gray backpack that was left here, blah, blah, blah. I'm walking through the offices at the Fanatic, and it's just sitting there on the counter. I go, oh, there's a gray backpack. I wonder if that's Sutcliffe's. And, I, and so I say to these people, I go, hey, I go, do you know whose backpack this is? And people are like, no, we don't know who it is. Uh, we don't know who backpack. Now we want our donuts. So then they also say in the same breath, yeah, Marissa sent an email out about a backpack that was missing, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, <laughs> so A, you knew that somebody was missing a backpack. <laughs> B, you knew that this didn't... And so nobody did anything about it. Mm, it was Jim. So, did. I did. Yeah. You did. Uh, a day later. Wow. I'm so glad. 20, he, yeah. I'm so glad he found it. Though we were like searching all I over know. the place for it. Yeah. We, we uh, traced his steps and all of that. So, and you know, I I may have turned him around because he was walking through our hallway. He wasn't going to be able to get in here. And he's like, I left my backpack. And he was walking back towards the fanatic. And I said, Oh, come with me. And we went in like you know our little side door. Right. And I was like, All right, where do you want to screwed look? up? Yeah. So. All right. I'm glad well, he found it. All right. Happy ending. Yay. Everybody, Yay. everybody wins, except we didn't get donuts. What? No. Uh, no. Yeah. All right. We got to listen. I got that for me. Dude, it's quarter after seven. What? We got to take a break. All right. We've got we got money to give away. We got tickets to give away. So. We got MMRBQ going on sale today. We got guests and everything. So we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Stay with us. Yeah. Finally. M.M. Barbecue 2023 starring Shinedown Billy Idol Saturday, September 16th at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion plus special guests A. Ron Jones Larkin Poe Dirty Honey MMR's local shots opener, Vixen 77. And the return of the Preston and Steve side stage with you fronting live band karaoke. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster. Lawn tickets start at just 25 bucks. Complete details at WMMR.com. From 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, Steve Morrison's going to be on about this yes, weekend. Yes, I am. Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a really cool event. It's been going on for a number of years. It's the 12th annual Love Potions Happy Hour. Our friends at Phil Adoptables asked me to host the event. It's super casual. It's uh, from 5.30 to 9 p.m. at the Broken Goblet Brewing. Uh, it's at 2500 State Street, Ben Salem. $10.00. Get you in the door. There's raffles, tons of raffles. I've been uh, to Broken Goblet. My oh, band you, played there one time. What do you think? That was cool. Yeah, Very yeah, yeah. cool, man. So they're going to have uh, food trucks and stuff and all this stuff. It's really the essence of a cool happy hour hang, but you're going to be helping out animals. I'm going to be hanging out, come out and say hi and take pictures and do whatever the hell you want, and we'll have a nice Saturday afternoon, evening, early evening together. And uh, so that's tomorrow from 5.30 to 9. And uh, all the infos at uh, WMMR.com. Yes, it is. Looking yes. at it right now. So all you need to know as far as times and locations and all that stuff, you can get it right there. So make sure that you grab Thank it. Thank you. Go. Nice. And, uh, yeah, it should be very cool. Oh, we had a... Is the band gonna resurface? Uh, oh well, that was uh, that was the old band. Oh, oh that was Saint, not that the was Preston oh, Elliot you're, Trio. You're, no, no, you're like Steve Winwood. You Five so times many bands. famous. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're definitely going to be playing again this summer. I got to reach out to those guys and get ready for it. But you know what? I, I've got too much to do. I've got food to talk about. Oh! And it's connoisseur time, my friend. So. It's time for the connoisseur. He's back and better than ever with a weekend list of things you can stuff in your maw. Yeah. 
Uh, and we're going to start with one that actually doesn't take place this weekend, but it is coming up. And uh, over a dozen local restaurants and 100 craft vendors are set to take over five blocks of East Pashyunk Avenue later in the month. It's uh, Flavors on the Avenue. Oh, okay. is gonna I be love happening. stuff like this. Yeah, Sunday, April 30th, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m., um, and it's from Broad and Dickinson Streets, sprawling all the way between those two. And the annual Spring Food Festival is free to attend, all ages, a uh, bunch of family-friendly activities, sidewalk sales. Face lots painting? Of, lots of deals. I'll bet there'd be face painting and balloons for the kids, Because I'm going to look like a tiger. <laughs> yeah, you, that would suit you. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, so according to uh, the executive director, Adam Leiter, uh, flavor showcases everything East Passyunk has to offer from the diverse culinary talents of our constantly evolving food scene to the wide variety of expanding retail. Let me ask you something. Has this warm weather thrown your oh ice cream yearning into hyperdrive? <sighs> yes. Yeah. Has it? I, I, I'm I, not. I can't yet. I've been I've been on a very strict right. diet and I'm like right I'm teetering on the edge of my goal. So I'm holding yeah. fast. I went and to get back killing to my, me. Yeah. I'll get back to my ice cream. I did read his yesterday uh, just because the line was shorter. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I, I hold Rita's and, you know, like a Dairy Queen in the same vein. It's, right. You know, it's just the main vein. The, the main <laughs> vein. Um, but, Steve, with the face painting for, like, adult things like that. Yes. I would like to see more. Like, have you seen these these things on, like, Instagram, these amazing face painting Things where, like, you know, the dude's eyes are closed and and, oh, yeah, and then they open them and what you think were, their eyes were over here, but they were over there. You, you want me to do that? Or can I, I think I, they sorry. should do that instead of doing, like, for more adult things. They take a while, though. They take sure. a while. So when you're going out and go, oh, I'm going to get a falafel yeah. and sit for a, a chair in four, for four hours. Yeah, but I know what you're saying. A tiger is easy. Yeah. You know, but I I, I, I do know. love that stuff. I think the tiger takes longer than most of the other face painting. Nick, can you see whether the tiger takes longer than <laughs> eyes drawn on your eyelids? Yeah, I'm okay. almost well, done the, with the dime research. <laughs> you still working on that? Yeah. You still showing your work? <laughs> All, right. Back. All right. All right. <laughs> Uh, so you want to you wanna do that? Yeah. Okay. You should do it even if you can't do it. It'd be great. <laughs> so uh, some of the restaurants? Yeah, food, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, that will be there include uh, Bing Bing Dim Sum. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Flannel. Uh, Laurel. We know Laurel. Laurel's great. Uh, we have uh, La Scala's Bira. Uh, Moon Night. There's a whole bunch of them. Bottle Shop. Cantina Los Caballitos. Uh, what Cartesian does that mean? Brewing, Am- Ember and Ash, uh, Stogie Joe's. Do you, uh, do, you, do you like these street festivals with the food yeah, tastings? Yeah. It gives you but a great idea to um, what you might want to pursue further on. The, the, the tough part is deciding what you're going to have. It is, that's true. Um, because you, you end up getting full on the first stop. It's like when we did food trucks and fireworks. I walked around for a while. I'm yeah. like, okay, now I have to decide. Right. Because yeah. there's only so much you can eat. And you gotta you gotta pick. You have to choose wisely. Can you? Is it is it is it crass to bring a container and grab? You know, I mean, you get pay, something to go. You're paying for it anyway. Oh, yeah, right, yeah, definitely. And they'd be happy to sell something. Yeah, to you, so no problem. Do that anyway. That's taking place um, the thirtieth. By the way, Sunday, April thirtieth, eleven a.m. to five p.m. And it's going to be Passionate Cav, and uh, there's a lot going on. So I thought I would mention. Nice. That. All, right. All right, vodka. Not just for making cocktails. The alcohol can also give soups a more robust flavor. Make pie crusts extra flaky. And don't forget about uh, penne a la vodka, which is fantastic. 
But as versatile as vodka is, you probably have never heard about putting it in butter. Vodka butter? Yeah, until Carolina Gellin's TikTok started making rounds on the app. In her viral video, uh, Gellin puts a stick of softened butter in a food processor, hits it with a splash of vodka, and then lets it whirl until the two come together. Uh, The result is an ultra-creamy spread that Gellin says makes for the perfect hors d'oeuvre, and uh, for those who've tried it, they seem to agree. I'm intrigued. I will try this out. I I think... I don't drink, obviously, but when I've had a, an occasion to taste a little bit of vodka, I can't. I I can't stand it. That's too mm-hmm. alcoholic for you. There's no way, no, yeah. I mean, like that's. I'm a piker. Well, yeah, but I mean, like you you can tolerate sweeter booze, yes. and this is not that. No, oh, yeah, definitely not it's that. Harsh. So uh, the idea of vodka butter makes most people do a double take, but it isn't as strange of a combo as you might think. The concept is fairly similar to French red wine butter. Mm. Which uh, somewhat more acceptably uses red wine instead of vodka, as well as herbs like parsley and thyme. However, red wine butter is often used when cooking steak, thus allowing the alcohol to cook off. Vodka butter works best as a spread, even with the alcohol flavor intact. It goes surprisingly well with the right ingredients. You know, we've we've talked first about going to a specific restaurant just for their bread or their rolls or whatever they offer you. Uh, I'm also a big fan of various um, spreads that they'll uh, that they'll offer you as well. Texas Roadhouse. What do they have? It's like a cinnamon sugar. Really? Butter. Oh man, it's fantastic! It's almost like a dessert. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to give you credit, Preston, because I uh, I, I cooked steaks last night, and I always uh, use your advice. But I also made that little uh, potato bomb thing that you invented. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, with uh, in the tin foil, and I yes. sliced up uh, some some uh, gold potatoes and put in peppers and onions. It was fantastic. Excellent. And build like half a stick of butter. Yeah, cooking in in foil can be. There's some good yeah. stuff that you can make. Absolutely. Uh, vodka has a bite to it in the same way that onions or arugula do. So when you add it to butter, it has a similar effect. Uh, Gellin's recipe calls for only one and a half ounces of vodka for every stick of butter, and an ounce and a half is not nothing. A lot. Right? It's less than a than a full shot, or th- and two ounces. It's it's less than a full shot. I think two ounces is a shot. I'm not sure. Maybe it's an ounce. But anyhow, it's just enough to give the uh, the butter a kick without it tasting overwhelmingly. Of alcohol. Uh, Gallum recommends putting the spread on bread and pairing with anchovies, lemon zest, and black pepper. Mm. Oh, no, fan you don't like anchovies. No. Um, but yeah, it, I don't like anchovies either. It creates a perfectly balanced. Uh, you get the saltiness of the fish, the tartness of the lemon zest, and the bitterness of the alcohol, and a dash of pepper to bring it all together. But she says you can also try it with smoked salmon and capers. Mm. Or take it in a sweet direction with marmalade or jam. She's a butter genius. Yeah. yeah. That's not a bad idea. All right, we do make uh, we do make our own butters uh, from time to time, our own little butter thing. So just essentially herbs and garlic and mm. salt and pepper, and you melt the butter and you mix it all together, and then you can roll it up in uh, either uh, plastic wrap or or, uh, or um, uh, wax paper or something like that, and then you put it in the freezer, and and then it makes a stick, and then you can slice it and throw those onto. Uh, onto steak after, when you're cooking. We bought some pre-made herbed butter while on vacation, and uh, and my girlfriend didn't realize that it was that, and uh, opened the stick of butter, and she thought it was moldy. Um, <laughs> it's got like the little green flecks of parsley. And I was like, what no, is this crap? It's supposed to taste that way. It's supposed to look like that. And this it was, is bad. <laughs> it was delicious. Wow. Okay. Uh, onto some snacky stuff. Hers. Yes. Potato chips. Based in Chester County. <laughs> Johnny Potato Chips? Johnny Potato. Oh, my God. 
That's a bill creation. The yeah. other day in our meeting, he was talking about somebody. He's like, you know, if, even if you're like uh, Johnny Potato Chips over here. Our vending machine guy. And oh, that's right. We yeah. loved it. Johnny Potato Chips. Uh, by the way, I have a vending machine question. All right. All right. And I wrote this down, and so, I guess it's somewhat Can related. we win big prizes? Well, no. I'm oh. just curious. Are, are vending machines a, a good investment? Yeah. I've heard they are. Yeah? I've heard they're, they're like a, the, the office version of a uh, owning a parking garage. And if you, if you buy one, uh, and how do you get it into somewhere, and then are you the one who has to come and restock it and all Man. that stuff? What's our guy's name? There's some work. Johnny, Johnny. Potato Chips. Johnny Potato Chips. No, he's super nice. He's yeah. awesome. And I always forget his name, and I feel bad for that. Yeah. Me too. Uh, but we should have him on the air and ask these questions. Oh, his name is Susie Cream Cheese. Is it? Okay? Do we know if he owns the vending machine? No, uh, he I does don't. not. He does okay. not? He is. He works for the company. So what happens is I, I, companies will um, hire this service, this uh-huh. vending machine service. They make sure that the inventory is rotated. Uh, but I think if you had a couple of machines... I don't know because I'm wondering if maybe you could, if I could if I just bought one machine right. somewhere me I was the sole owner of and it. just put butter in it and I, no but but I could be the guy who comes in and stock could be Johnny Potato Chips <laughs> I could be the guy who comes in and, and stocks oh my it. God I just saw Preston Elliott he's falling on hard times <laughs> he was stocking a vending machine. <laughs> By the way, uh, Marissa brought in. His name is Bill. Bill yeah. oh, from Bill. RDS, Bill RDS Vending. Okay. Um, so I don't. So are are you guys? Did somebody ask if Bill owns that machine? No. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. Because there were the, the guy changes. You know, every every few years or a couple months or whatever. Like we used to have a different vending machine mm. guy. So it's not him who owns it, but I guess it's the company he works for. Okay. So anyhow, back to hers. Yes. Potato chips. All right. Massive um, fan. Yes, they have unveiled their new sandwich chips. Sandwich chips? Sandwich chips. Chips that go on sandwiches? A new line of condiment-flavored potato chips made to top sandwiches. I love this. Yeah. I mean, I I will put chips and sandwiches. I don't want to say often, but I I think enough. As a kid, I used to do it it. all the time. Absolutely. I used to have potato chip sandwiches. Dude, Bob's Burger Palace. Bobby's Burger Palace. Um, It was a Bobby Flay burger joint. Yeah. That was like how their... Uh, burgers came like if you didn't want chips, you had to ask for it n- without chips. Okay. Without oh, chips on it. Yeah. Right. Preston on this uh, on hers's um, Instagram account, it says it's a Wawa exclusive for these chips. Oh, okay. What, oh, what are they called again? Sandwich chips. Sandwich chips. Sandwich yeah. chips. Uh, so yeah, they're made to top uh, sandwiches, and the products are now available at retailers. It says that carry hers, but only for a limited time. Oh, but- oh I'm sorry, I miss. I didn't finish the reading. Uh, the sentence says. A Wawa exclusive flavor, spicy pickle. Uh-huh. So one of the flavors is only available in Wawa. Yeah, so you can get this at other vendors. Now, Ed Herr, the chairman and CEO, said in a release, we wanted to create a chip that is perfect for the occasion that most of us do already, which is putting chips on our sandwiches. It's a tra- brilliant. A tradition that we've seen throughout generations, especially once the weather warms up. And we're excited to be the first company to make an extra bold chip that will deliver flavor and crunch to enhance sandwiches. Is Ed the one who who really likes us? Who really likes the I show? I believe so. Yeah, uh, super nice guy. When his father passed away, yeah, yeah, uh, we we talked about that, and and I guess word got to Ed, and he appreciated that. Um, so I think this is a great idea. I don't I don't know if it'll be a big big you know success money maker, but it it's pretty cool. They have so many products in their line, so many. Uh, I forget where I was, but for the first time I saw what appeared to be just about everything they offer laid out in one long row. It's a ton of stuff. So sandwich chips come in flavors aptly based on sandwich condiments, including ketchup, 
mustard, and sweet onion. I love that. Uh, hers also released the exclusive, yeah, here you go, Nick, spicy pickle flavor available only at Wallace Stores. Okay. That's the one I would get. Uh-huh. For sure. Still my favorite cheese balls. Uh, the single-serve chip bags are designed to provide an ideal chip-to-sandwich ratio. Which is key. Six packs are also available online for those heading to summer barbecues or picnics down the shore. I would on my be inclined to just eat these as is. Uh, we have to try these. Right on, now. On sandwiches. Right the F now. <laughs> for sure. Uh, and that's perfect because you can buy your, your, your hoagie at Wawa and then just put it right on top. We've been... Famished ever since we got screwed out of donuts. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Don't man. bring up the donuts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Casey mentioned Dairy Queen earlier. Oh, I did. Yeah, you did. So you'll like this, Casey. Dairy Queen is celebrating the 1985 release of the Blizzard with an 85-cent deal. You can oh. snag a small Blizzard for less than a buck uh, when you purchase through the DQ mobile app, and that is available through April 23rd at participating locations. The Blizzard was released in 85? Yeah. I didn't realize that. I didn't that. think it was that old. No, neither did I. Uh, I am definitely a fan of the Blizzard, and I'm a fan of the... Uh, so each month, or I think it's each month, you know, they come out with a new one or they have specialty yeah. Blizzards. I, I always go for them. I always try them. I love them. I'm so basic. I always default to my my favorite. Well, I forget what it is, but it's, it's you forget what your favorite is when I go and I see it because oh, they, okay. they have so many that they offer. Okay. Um, and uh, it's it, chocolate it's based. A, it's a standard. Uh, yeah, menu yeah, item. it's one okay. of the standards because you can kind of mix and match. Yeah, tell them what you want. Throw so them that, in there. So when I go in with my wife's Blizzard order, you know, I, there's one fairly close to us. I, I'll get like four or five of them uh-huh. <laughs> because she can't decide on exactly what she wants. Uh, but yeah, you can mix and match. I'm I'm kind of boring, but I do love them. Um, yeah, when they have uh, like the Girl Scout cookie ones mm. or oh, something like a tiramisu. That's what I had. I had one with the the, the uh, thin mints. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, let me see what else I have here for you. All right. Robot waiters. Have you ever huh. seen a robot waiter? No, I've not either. Uh, the robots can greet you, lead you to your table, bring you your food, and in some cases, look and purr like a cat. <laughs> that would be disconcerting. I don't know if I want my waiter yeah. to purr like a cat. Bear Robotics. My waiter just crapped in a box. Bear Robotics expects to deploy 10,000 survey robots. Survey. By the end of this year across 44 states. Uh, Poodoo Robotics. I don't like that. Which creates the Bellabot, already has 56,000 robots around the world. Uh, so, so when you piss this off, how does it go into the kitchen and rub your food on its ass? So Phil Zhang of the uh, Rich Tech Robotics said, every restaurant chain is looking toward as much automation as possible. People are going to see these everywhere in the next year or two. Uh, Pizza Hut already has a 1,000 robot servers in Chinese locations, and Chick-fil-A is testing them in U.S. locations. I have no idea what these things look like. So there is a local place, um, I think... Uh I forget where I saw it. Maybe on Fox Twenty Nine. It was. Uh, it is a like a sushi place, and uh, the the robots will bring that the stuff out to you. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, they're working on doing more of that, which is interesting because don't you want servers, people, human beings? Yeah, I, I guess think not everybody. Desired goal. Yeah. yeah, I like the uh, the app ordering that you can do. I mean, via an app, not a appetizer, um, like a bar taco, for example. Like it's uh, a, a cool and innovative way uh, to order, but there are still people involved, like actually bringing your food. Right. Mm. Less interaction. Well, yeah, yeah and less sort of um, uh, less mistakes, fewer mistakes because they you know exactly what you're ordering because you're putting it on the phone. If you go into say like a Panera, okay, and they have the uh, they have the self order kiosks, right? 
and then they have a person behind the counter, what are you more inclined to go to? At Panera, probably the person. At Wawa, yeah. the kiosk. I don't know why. Okay. Uh, I do the kiosk at Panera. Wait, yeah. uh, Wawa, you have to do the kiosk. Maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nick chooses the key. <laughs> Nick chooses the one and only choice anyone has. <laughs> Sir, don't speak to me. Yeah. Why are you talking to me? Yeah. Hey, Ponytail. But Preston, at least the the Panera that I go to, I feel like they want you to use the kiosk. Like, they really only will have one person and not even standing at the register. So it's like only if there's an issue with your order or only if you can't figure out the kiosk. Like, it's not, they're encouraging you so to use. So they're doing everything they can to make you use the kiosk. Uh, In fact, that, that person standing there, they tell him to keep picking his nose. Um, I just, uh, there are times when I'm scrolling through those things and I'm like, ah. I don't want to, you know, there's like a, all these menus, sub-menus and so on that I have to figure out what the hell I want. I could just tell you what I want. I know what I want. I was at a place, I won't name the um, the, the, the business because I actually like the business, but Preston, I went in and had the exact same experience. I've ordered stuff um, like on Caviar uh, for home delivery, and I went in there to get the same thing. And the menu... Uh, you had to order off the screen, mm-hmm. and the the menu had about forty four thousand pages of stuff, and I couldn't configure yeah. what I usually get that way, and there was no one to order from. Yeah, some of them aren't user friendly. Yeah. No, that's yeah. the tough part about. I it. I also say, like, sometimes you get like really lousy customer service. Like the Popeyes near me, like the people there are pretty nasty. So I think I'm more inclined to like order ahead so I don't actually right. have to interact with the with the people. What that if are a happy-go-lucky really robot me? came out? That'd be better. All right. That'd be better. Steve but, like, uh, there was a lady over here where I used to go to lunch with Chuck, and uh, Jasmine doesn't work there anymore, but she was so nasty that, like, <laughs> I just, I, I would have preferred to just, you know, work with a computer mm-hmm. and then, yeah. then with her. Uh, Steve, a few people are, are texting and saying the Noodle House in Shelfon, is that the one that you saw on Fox? Because uh, apparently That's it. That's they, have, it. they have robot servers. Yes, yes. All right. All right. Uh, they're going to be more prevalent, apparently, in the very near future. All right. And one last thing, and then we got to break because we got to do, or should I wrap it up now? You got a minute. <clears throat> All right. This is very quick. One minute. If you can't find a waiter for a cup of coffee, it may be because of how you're dressed. A University of Missouri study found that waiters often think that dapper diners will leave better tips and may pay extra attention to them. So they're saying that you should dress nicer if you want better service. Uh, I'm going to lose on that every time. Uh, They tended to show, and they're going to lose out on a good tip because you're an over-tipper. Yeah. Uh, 222 participants who had experience working as servers in restaurants were shown images of diners and asked to identify who would leave a good tip, and they tended to show a positive reaction to those who were dressed nicely and thought that well-dressed men tipped better than well-dressed women. Hmm. However, casually dressed and reviewed as bad tippers. Uh, it says here, the uh, co-author said, while the tipping culture can motivate servers to provide quality service to some customers, it may result in unequal service for others. Bastards. So if you would like to get better service, dressing. I'm going to dress up. I'm going to get a cup of coffee. All right. That's just a little tidbit I'd pass along through the connoisseur. All right. We got to wrap it up. We got things to do. We got money to give away. And we also have tickets to the MMRBQ, which, by the way, those tickets go on sale this morning at 10 a.m. And also this morning, we are kicking off 72 hours of Metallica. It's a weekend here on MMR. Their 11th studio album, 72 Seasons, arrives today. And you want to listen for blocks of Metallica throughout the weekend. Uh, and each block will have your chance to win the new album. We are going to give away this morning. There's various uh, versions of it. So there's cassette, there's digital, uh, there's vinyl, and so on. Uh, but in the 8 o'clock hour, we're going to give away uh, a cassette and digital download 
from blackened recordings of 72 seasons. So make sure you're listening. Mm. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Stay with us. See what you've been hearing with WMMR.com's Video On Demand. Watch highlights from Preston and Steve shenanigans, station events, and take a peek behind the scenes at the station. You'll marvel at how anything gets done around here. WMMR.com. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's I Hate stevensinger.com Listen up. Some amazing news from our friends at Window Nation. You can modernize and reinvest in your home today with new windows from Window Nation with their best deal. It's 0% interest for five full years. Plus, get two windows free with every two you buy. It's a double deal. You'll get more comfort, lower energy bills, higher home value, and jealous neighbors. All with impeccable construction and expert installation. Call today, 866-90NATION, or visit windownation.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. It wouldn't be Friday if we didn't do this. Brought to you this morning by Mulch Works of Aston. They offer the highest quality mulch and topsoil that's manufactured on site. They also have leaf compost, decorative stone, pavers, and more. Uh, delivery or pickup for residential and commercial markets. You can visit mulchthis.com for all the information. All right, we will. So we got to start with this. I know we did it in news earlier, but it is definitely bizarre file worthy. An estimated 2 million dimes. Worth hundreds of thousands of dollars were jacked from a trailer in Philadelphia overnight. Is anybody got a dime? Uh, police made the discovery around 6 a.m. Thursday morning outside of a Walmart in northeast Philadelphia, by the way. Uh, there were uh, thousands of dimes littered across the parking lot. Somebody's got to go back and get a load of dimes. Uh, about $200,000 worth of dimes. Two wow. million dimes. So let me ask taken you. taken from the big rig. What's the master plan here about spending that? Yeah. how do you, You've got to change yeah. it at some point. You've got I'd to, like to buy an automobile, please. Yes. Uh, the truck driver had picked up the dimes with the Philadelphia from the Philadelphia Mint on Wednesday, but decided to park the truck in a parking lot before going home to get some sleep ahead of his long drive to Florida. 
Uh, Philadelphia Police Captain Jack Ryan said this is a common practice with truck drivers. And when the driver returned to the parking lot Thursday morning, the trailer door was open. According to police, cargo thefts have been an ongoing issue in the area with uh, all different kinds of items stolen, including TVs, refrigerators, and even chicken. Chicken? Uh, Yes, you heard right, chicken. Uh, Police Agent Simmons, I'm on it. Uh, police are reviewing security cameras from the parking lot to identify wow. a suspect. By the yep. way, side note, did you know that uh, the Simmons family got a new dog that they've named Chicken? Stop it. I swear. No. Yeah. For real? Yeah. We yeah. were looking at it yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to figure out if it was real. Oh, yeah, my God. It looks real. Okay. Yeah. All right. We, we, we got to dive deep into <laughs> okay. that. All right. Uh, a drunk man was arrested after sneaking into the Naples Police Department and recklessly exploring. Do you have dimes? Uh, Joseph <laughs> Moulton jumped the fence of the parking lot, went inside, unlocked a patrol cruiser where he sat for a few minutes until he saw people outside. Uh, Moulton hid in the bushes and then took action once the coast was cl- once the coast was clear. Now Moulton used the nozzle of a water hose and shoved it underneath the door oh, man. before turning the water on, causing at least an inch of flood damage. He explored his way to the men's locker room and made himself at home by taking a shower and help him, helping himself to some clothing. <sighs> feel much better. He then took a uniform shirt, pants, cap, and bulletproof vest worth $900. The police report also describes that he defecated on the women's bathroom floor Ooh. and dumped a police radio in the toilet. Uh, it wasn't until Moulton made his way to the nearest 7-Eleven that police became aware of his actions. One employee called the police after finding him suspicious and believed to be under the influence. They were able to locate him and arrest him. During his interview, he admitted to being under the influence and not recalling what he did. Did I do that? He's being charged with grand theft and two counts of burglary as well. Lifeboat crews were scrambling to rescue a woman who became trapped in a cave while taking half-naked photos to share online. Uh, Michaela Ogilvy was making content for an adult entertainment site at Dumpton Gap in Ramsgate, and she realized her stupid mistake as the tide was coming in. Uh, Brilliant. Rescue crews rushed to the scene after she was forced to call for help. Uh, Ms. Ogilvy said, when I saw the tide coming in, I thought... How could I be so stupid? Well, you know, by the way, you see your picture, Preston. It, it proves that just about anyone can have a successful OnlyFans account. Uh, she said, I couldn't get out of the cave either way. The sea had come completely in. I looked at the cliffs, wondering if I could climb up. Uh, then I looked back in the cave, thinking if I stayed in there, it will fill up with water and I might drown. Mm. Uh, the 32-year-old called for help as the water kept closer, and just over 20 minutes later, Ramsgate lifeboat crews came to her rescue. They wait, the wait took felt like forever, she said, although it was pretty quick. She said the crew was amazing and friendly, and they managed to get her out of there. One of Pablo Escobar's invasive cocaine hippos was struck and oh, yeah. killed by a car in the middle of a Colombian <laughs> oh, highway. It hit like a zoo and its compound. Yeah. Yep. Officials said the semi-aquatic animal was hit Tuesday night along the highway just a few miles away from the infamous drug lord's estate where he had smuggled four hippos in the 1980s. Those four hippos, one male and three females, have now spread to about 150 horny three-ton herbivores in the area as they have no natural predators and have also often been seen blocking roadways. And they'll kill you in a second. Officials said the driver of the latest accident, whose vehicle was completely wrecked in the collision with the massive animal, was unharmed. 
A video of the aftermath shows police and firefighters at the scene with spectators also gathered around the poor hippo who lies motionless in front of the wrecked car. I don't feel so good. Uh, It's the latest crash involving a hippopotamus in the region since last December when a vehicle collided with one of the animals which survived that particular incident. The hippos were officially declared an invasive species. <laughs> hippos! In 2022. It's astonishing. After Columbia's Environment Ministry warned, warned that the animal's large amount of urine and feces could pollute rivers and threaten the country's native manatees and capybaras as well. Imagine the first dude had to show up to work late and say, oh, I had to avoid a hippo. I hit a, I hit a hippo this morning. <laughs> right. By the way, the next bizarre file we do later this morning might be... One story only, and it involves hippopotamus. Really? Yes, it is. It's wild. So that you will want to be with us for, definitely. All right, how about this one? A one-year-old Australian shepherd took an epic trek across 150 miles of frozen Bering Sea ice that included being bitten by a seal or polar bear before he was safely returned to his home in Alaska. It's a hell of a story. Mandy Irwarigan. That's the uh, dog's name? Uh, nope. Oh. Uh, that's Nanook's owner. Oh. Uh, who lives in uh, Gamble, Alaska, and her family were visiting uh, Savugna, another St. Lawrence Island community, uh, St. Lawrence Island community in the Bering Strait last month, when Nanook disappeared with their other family dog. Mm-hmm. Strait turned up a few weeks later, but Nanook, which means polar bear in Siberian, uh, was nowhere to be found. About a month after Nanook disappeared, uh, people in Wales, 150 miles northeast of Savugna on Alaska's western coast, began posting pictures online of what they described as a lost dog. She said, my dad texted me and said, there's a dog that looks like Nanook in Wales. Uh, she reactivated her Facebook account to see if it might be her wandering hound. And she said, I would, like, no freaking way. That's our dog. What is he doing in Wales? Uh, so she a used, cake stand. Uh, she used airline points to get her dog back to gamble on a regional air carrier last week. Uh, and she filmed the happy reunion when the plane landed at the airstrip. It's amazing. Both she and her daughter were shrieking with joy, except for a swollen leg with large bite marks from an unidentified animal. Nanook was in pretty good health. So they didn't know if it was a seal or a polar bear or what, but something definitely... Maybe uh, a hippo. ...bit Nanook. Yeah. We'll stick around. We'll find out in the next Bizarre File about that. All right, and there you go. That is what I have. MBB file this morning. Hey, by the way, we have a new uh, Daily Rush video. It is up and running, and it was from yesterday's performance from Tiffany. Oh, nice. So if you would like to see that, you can check it out at uh, WMMR.com slash Daily Rush. You can see the video and others that you may have missed. Uh, sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. You can learn more at Xfinity.com. Uh, she performed I Think We're Alone Now. Yeah. Which was and pretty, it was great. Which was pretty awesome. So you can uh, take a look at that when you get the opportunity. All right. So we have a guest who is here in the studio this morning. And the ACS Bikeathon is happening. We actually have two guests over here this morning. First of all, our good friend Marcus in the Yay! Darkest. Good morning. He's here. And we also have Vince Strausser, Yay! who's the co of Team WMMR. Fellas, good, good to morning. see you. Thanks good for being morning. here. Excellent. So uh, what's the latest? It's coming up in June, right? Yep. Sunday, June 11th. Yeah. It starts again at the Ben Franklin Bridge. Ends this year at the Stockton, Stockton parking lot on the boardwalk in Atlantic City, the Stockton campus parking lot. It is about 68 miles. There are multiple stops again this year, or starting points, Cherry Hill, Hamilton. And if you don't feel like doing the full 68 miles, you can start elsewhere. We need volunteers. 
We are ready to go. Team WMMR is rocking again, as always, this and year. And so you've got an event coming up that you guys wanted to, to mention to help uh, raise funds and, and maybe gather team members and, and volunteers, right? Yes, it is okay. Saturday, April 22nd, Tap Into Spring. Tap Into Spring, great event. Uh, I think it's uh, ninth annual or seventh annual. Seventh annual. Seventh annual Tap Into Spring um, that starts up in... Um, Talk into the mic. Talk into the mic. I can hear myself. (laughs) (laughs) This is something that you called the Marcus out on a few years ago. (laughs) Um, But uh, it's great. It starts at noon uh, from, uh, well, the ride starts at nine, but the uh, beef and beer starts at noon up in Brittingham's in Lafayette Hill, right? Off of Germantown Pike. So, but great event, uh, short ride, but then lots of great prizes, uh, silent auction, raffle, and that's a really big Team MMR fundraiser right there. It is. And, yeah, one of the big things we're off auctioning off this year is a year of beer where you could win a year of beer if you win that part of the auction. Very nice. Deal. Like, and, yeah, yeah, 365 bottles. Yes. 365 a bottles. A year of beer. I love it, dude. <laughs> that's fantastic. What's the team looking like uh, this year? Because you guys, you, you, it's just grown so big over the years. Right now we're at 152 riders, 153 Woo! riders, which wow. is wonderful. Um, last year we had 192 riders, which was great. We'd love to break 200 again this year. You can do it. Yeah, I know we can do it. Definitely. So it is going to be another exciting year for uh, team WMMR. We're sponsored again by Tamman Inc and Wilson secret sauce barbecue. All right. How, how long is that? How many miles is 68? All right. 68 miles. Yeah. What if that's too much for you, but you want to be a part of this? Start at Cherry Hill 51. Hamilton is like 25 or 30. And you can even start at the final water stop, which is seven, eight miles, if you want to do a little ride like that. And it's great because a lot of Team MMR riders in the past have stopped at that final stop and ridden those last six, seven miles with their children. Yeah. And it really, really oh, adds that's, that's, a little bit to it. That's a lot of latitude then. You, yeah. you, whatever your, your level of... Um, you know, competency on the bike is, you can find a spot to jump in and still feel a part of it. Absolutely. And if you don't feel like riding, you can volunteer. So there are many ways to get involved. Uh, Team WMMR still does Saturday morning rides at Shawmont and Nixon, and we ride out to Phoenixville and back every Saturday. Does every, and you, you guys also do a ton of extracurricular charity work as well, correct? Absolutely. We uh, cook dinner as a team at, uh, at, Hope, and, Lodge. at Hope Lodge in uh, Cheltenham, which is where cancer... Uh, where people from out of town who are getting cancer treatment in the area go, and it is an amazing experience. Marcus, before you started doing this, were you into biking at all? No, not really. I didn't think so. Yeah. Yeah, I just moved out here and started doing the public affairs show. The ACS was like, hey, we'd like to be on your public affairs show, and they're like, hey, come down to the event and check it out. So I went down to the event that year, checked it out, and the next year they're like, form a team, and I was like, all right, and then... 2007, we had nine riders, and I had that big helmet with the brick on one side and the camera on the other side, and we filmed it all the way down. So this is something that you could I, – I, I find people that they get into these events and they go do it, it kind of starts to become like a little lifestyle thing for totally. them. It totally. is. Totally. Yeah. It, is, it has become a, a huge part, again, because, well, you know, you'll come on and talk about this actual event, and again, we always point out to people that you are – all year long participating in things that are tangential to this. Absolutely. And it's it's important. I mean, cancer's a year-round thing. It doesn't stop. It impacts every one of us. And we're finding 
in cases of like colon cancer and uh, prostate prostate cancer, numbers are actually going up a little bit yeah. versus going down, which is not good. Okay. So. What is good is that people are taking heat and are detecting it earlier. Yes. Yeah. So besides, obviously, raising funds for an amazing organization and a great cause, um, you're doing something good for yourself. You're doing. You're staying physically fit. I mean, it's it's a, a really great way to whip yourself into shape. Casey's a, a bike rider yeah. as well, mm-hmm. and it's transformed him too. Absolutely, it definitely is one of those things that makes a difference. And it's like golf. It's like fly fishing. You get into it, and you're yeah. just totally hooked on it. And okay. Preston just got into fly golfing, which is fly amazing. golf. It's oh, amazing. It's a whole new I sport. bet you hit the ball high. <laughs> yeah. oh, no, no, it's, they use flies. <laughs> uh, Vince, anything else you want to mention? Yeah, I just want to actually say and and thank the team for last year's uh, fundraising uh, goal. We reached $145,000 raised. We were the, the top wow. top Dude. performing top performers across the country. It's amazing. For for uh, an endurance event. So number one team across the country. Marcus, you m- mentioned the uh, public affairs show. We should uh, annotate that to say the award-winning public affairs <laughs> show. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it was nationally recognized for all the hard work that you do. And uh, it's a great show. If you've never Thanks. checked it out, you got to listen. And you do a Appreciate fantastic it. job every week. Thank you. So, wait, I love doing it. He won an award. And with the American Cancer Society, he won the Randy Weinstock uh, Award for yeah. top fundraising. That was the top team cup. That was That's the team WMMR. We won that as a team for being the top fundraising uh, team. And... Mm. For a lot of years, we were number two, and it was nice to be able to jump into the number one spot. And we have an amazing team like we do every year. And one other thing that I want to let you know is we're unveiling in the next couple of weeks is a micro-fundraising QR code where we're going to ask every WMMR listener to hit this QR code one time for a $1.93 donation. Cool. Oh, Just one super easy. $1.93 lo- um, donation. And if we can get every president, Stephen Pierre listener, Pierre Robert and WMMR listener to do it one time, it will make a huge difference. Is that right now? It's not up yet. Okay. Um, Tamman and the ACS are working together to make that happen. It'll okay. be up in the next few days, but we want to give you a heads up because we're definitely going to start pushing that hard, and that'll go towards team fundraising. All right, let us know when that is. Definitely. All right, and, and Tamman's actually going to round up for that. Uh, yeah. Seven cents for the first 50,000 riders that wow. donate. donate. Yeah, they're going to have they the seven They will roll cents. seven cents up to make it full $2. Terrific. All right. Awesome. Well, the Beef and Beer and Ride uh, and Fundraiser is this Saturday, April, tw- or no, I'm sorry, it's Saturday, April 22nd, so a week from this Saturday. Yes. Uh, tap into spring at Brittingham's, uh, and you can do this. So WMMR.com's got the details, right? Absolutely. Yes. Excellent. All right. Uh, well, guys, good luck with everything. What Thank you. Pee-wee. Bicycle built for two. <laughs> yeah. I just Pee-wee one Halloween. Wait, it's not is, Pee-wee. This is not? It's uh, Revenge of the, the Nerds. Nerd. Oh, oh, nice. Nice. Uh-oh. Thank you, Marcus. And Thank you. Thank you. Help them out, gang. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a second. Make sure that you stay right now. Uh, and it will be... Brent Porsche is going to be there. He's hosting the event. So tickets are on sale now, and you can go to WMMR.com for the details. But we'll take callers um, 10 and 11 at 215-263-WMMR, and we will give you some tickets to that show. So call now if you're interested. We're going to take a break. When we get back, Tiffany will be here performing in our studio. Tiffany is going to be playing live at City Winery tonight. So cool. And we'll get to talk to her and hear her sing as well. So we'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Preston and Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. 
Join Jackie Bam Bam Saturday from 1 to 3 at the World Oddities Expo at the Pennsylvania Convention Center. Packed with shopping, live music, sideshow performances, workshops, and more. For two-day passes, visit woe2d.com. Looking for non-stop casino action with hundreds of games? DraftKings Casino has something for everyone. In the mood for blackjack, they got you covered. Want to hit the slots? Jackpot. If uh, if I seem a little bit off today, two reasons. I, I, I forgot my glasses and also my headphones sound a little bit different. Um, and for those of you, you, you wouldn't understand it, but if you work in this business and your headphones are different, it can throw things off. It does a throw bit. you off, yes. And so at the beginning there, Kathy goes, she said, got jam traffic. <laughs> I thought she said goddamn traffic. Goddamn traffic traffic again. Unbelievable. Every day. (laughs) I'm like, like, that's an interesting way to lead the traffic. What's going on this morning, (laughs) Kathy? Goddamn traffic. traffic. And now the goddamn news. We are a little different from other <laughs> this, yeah. is true. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Goddamn traffic on the twos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever we get to it. All right. Uh, I have a call that I want to go to, and uh, this goddamn is Jim who's yeah. on the line. Hi. Uh, Jim, you are on the air. Good morning, sir. Good morning, guys. How are you doing today, Jim? Uh, I mean, spectacular. Why is that? Well, I just won $1,000. Jim is our concert cash winner for the 8 o'clock hour. Pretty sweet deal. <laughs> uh, that's awesome, Jim. And you know what else you're getting, right? What's that? Tickets to the MMRBQ, Whoa. buddy. Oh, that's great. Guys. And, Best Friday ever. Oh, beautiful. They don't go on sale for another hour and a half, and you're guaranteed that you got some seats. So awesome. congratulations on that. Where are you from, Jim? Uh, Glenn Olden. Excellent. All right, Jim, you are going into the weekend a richer and happier man, and we are happy for it. So congratulations, and thank you for listening to MMR, buddy. Always. Happy weekend, guys. Happy weekend to you. See you, bud. All right, hang on the line. Or actually, he doesn't need to hang on. We have his information. Just picked already. up a grand. Yeah, how about that? And, th- and the next chance coming up, uh, 10 o'clock, same time that the tickets go on sale for MMRBQ, which is a pretty sweet deal. Um, quickly, I want to do a shout-out. Uh, Nick sent this over to me. He said, hey, I'd like to give a shout-out to my trivia night at uh, your place co-host Paul. Wait, what is this? Trivia Night at Your Place Coho. That's the name of the trivia game? Yes. Next? Yeah, I did this last night, and uh, okay. it was a lot of fun. So uh, one of the co-hosts is a guy uh, uh, who sent the email, and then the other guy's name is Paul. All right, so this is Tyler. All right, let yes. me start again. Like, give a shout-out to my, to my uh, Trivia Night at Your Place co-host, Paul, uh, for sticking it out with me and making the best damn trivia game around, and all of our streamers on Twitch and teams that play for tuning in every week. Uh, and also a huge shout out to Nick, Andrea, and Ben for coming on Trivia Night at your place and being part of our game. So here's a shout out for you guys. It's a lot of fun. I did it last night. It's, uh, they, they do it every week and different teams and different games every week. But uh, those guys are both great hosts and huge fans of the Preston and Steve show and the team that we played against. Also big fans of the show. And we lost badly. Oh. <laughs> but it was still, it was a lot of fun. It's, it's a cool That's thing. And all that matters. Their Instagram is Trivia Night at Your Place, all one word. Uh, and then here's another one that says, Hey Preston, my boyfriend's birthday is on April 17th and he would love the juicy shout out. His name is Colin Winslow and that's from uh, Heather's Carpiti. So here you go. It's my wife's birthday. Monday. April 17th? Yeah. Oh, yep. Excellent. All right. Well, happy birthday, Claire, in advance. We'll Thank wish you. her a happy birthday, yeah. then, because we'll be on the air. All right. Um, we're heading into the weekend. That means I need to clean up my junk drawer. Got to do it. Very important that I get rid of this stuff. So let me reach into the drawer and see what I can find. Ah! Ah! 
Got something here. Um, I almost put this in uh, the connoisseur, but th- this makes more sense here. But there is a food element to it. Uh, there's a new ride that's going to be rolling out of the station next month at Hershey's Chocolate World. <laughs> that's the greeter. You just... <laughs> is it in place of? No. Uh, it is not in place of the of the Chocolate World ride, ride, which I love. Yeah, standard. It's pretty. It's pretty. It's nothing fancy. It's fun. It's there's. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's animatronic stuff. It's also the easiest ride to get on. Yeah, you, you just walk down and, and get in a seat. Yeah, it's a moving yeah, platform yeah. essentially. Right. Uh, that you get on, and uh, I love that ride. You Beth. have to ride it every time. Yeah. 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 Uh, so no, this is a new one. So the chocolate themed visitor center in Hershey will unveil what's called the Great Candy Expedition. On May 19th, in celebration of Hershey Chocolate World's 50th anniversary. So, Chocolate World, the place there, right. is turning 50 years old. Oh, okay. Um, which, that's great. And that's free, by the way. Yes. Uh, Chocolate World is free. It is, it's right next to uh, Hershey Park, which obviously you need to pay admission for that. But Chocolate World... It's outside the, the entrance gate. Yep. It's totally free, and it's so worth it to go to. Um, the interactive experience utilizes 4K projection mapping as it takes guests on a cinematic train ride through virtual candy lands wow. based on Hershey's products. That sounds cool. Yeah. The 30-minute experience. Oh, it's 30 minutes long. That's cool. It's long. The 30-minute experience shuttles guests between three main areas. Uh, the trip begins at Hershey's Chocolate World train station with Art Deco-inspired decor drawn from train stations that Hershey's founder Milton Hershey uh, may have passed through on his journeys to find candy-making ingredients. And while waiting to board, visitors can take part in exclusive tastings of Hershey's ingredients, like Reese's Peanut Butter Cups straight from the factory. Dude, now that's what you want, because when you do, mm-hmm. when you take the, the uh, Chocolate World tour, you're passing by the cocoa beans and all this stuff, and you're like, uh. And, of course, you can go right out into the store. Well, and when you leave, when yeah. you get off the ride, they give you a little candy bar. Right, right, uh, right. Which is pretty awesome. So, uh, riders then head to Sweets Expedition Company, Platform 73, outfitted with locomotive sounds, realistic lighting, and then you step aboard the Hershey Land Express. The train is actually a theater with projection mapped screens. Uh, special effects will fill the theater with the sense of fruit and chocolate as the train travels to Hershey Lands, like Jolly Rancher Junction, Kit Kat Timbers, Kit Kat Timbers, <laughs> Twizzlers Forest, and Almond Joy and Mounds Cove. So this is like Candyland. It absolutely it's like is. The game. Yeah, Kit Kat Timbers. That's uh, where I want to live. While aboard, guests can vote on the Hersheyland Express's destinations and communicate with new Hershey's mascots like. Ginny the Sweets Expedition Company Engineer. Uh, when the ride is over, they're going to take home exclu- you will take home exclusive treat bags filled with sweets from each stop they made during the train So ride. when's the projected uh, completion of this? May 19th. And wow. it'll run year-round. Year-round. Tickets will be available online as the opening date nears. This seems a little more like a ride than the Hershey ride that's already in there. I wonder why... Well, this seems like a show. This one you're going to have to pay for. Yeah. I think. But I wonder why it's not in the park. Like, why are they putting it there? Because you can... Well, you can run it all year round. Is the, is the park open all year round? No, I think no. it does close. Right. So yeah. this, the, you don't have to have people going into the facility. Right. And they do have... Have you guys ever done the little theater thing that they have there, too? Uh, in, in, it's in oh, Chocolate World. Death of a Salesman. No. Oh, no. Uh, it's in Chocolate World. It's a little, so. you know, history of the the um, the company, and I forgot what else. It, no, Where actually, it? it's it's in that. It's somewhere in there in Chocolate World. Huh. Um, they have. Uh, 
I guess it's a little bit of the history, but it's an animated thing, and, and it's also 4D because they have, like, confetti that falls and yeah, squirt yeah. water out and stuff like that. It's really fun. Uh, all those things are fun. They even and, had, they have, like, a candy-making Yeah, you make your own candy factory bar. Factory thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did that when yeah, the kids were Yeah, we did that, young. too. So there's a lot to do there. Uh... You got to go to this person. Okay, I want to go to this call. I, I thought it had to do with Hershey's, but it doesn't. Um, next uh, item in the junk drawer is a phone call. Yes. Um, See, anything can be in there, like a junk drawer. This is Randy, who we did a shard out from North Carolina yesterday from and mentioned uh, some kitchen song. The kitchen thing. And yeah. I didn't know what the hell it meant. <laughs> so Randy's on the line. Hey, Randy. Oh, my God. Hi, guys. Hi. North Carolina, all the way from North Carolina, y'all. Y'all, there we go. Uh, all right, and what's your? It was your was your your boyfriend that we had done the shout out for. Yeah, my boyfriend moved down here, and he misses y'all terribly. And yesterday, he had 13 years sober. Yes, and y'all were so kind. Aww. My big tough Billy guy had a tear in his eye. Oh, <laughs> okay. But I wrote. I said we have to listen to this kitchen thing every year. Yeah. And Marissa got it perfectly right. It's we were in the kitchen cooking Thanksgiving dinner, listening to Alice's restaurant. So it was indeed oh, Alice's nice. restaurant. Okay. Marissa was right. right. So just... evidently, every year, I have to listen to that during Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's an MMR tradition. We want y'all to know that we've given up NASCAR down here, and we're just waiting for the Prickyard 500. <laughs> Prickyard 500. You remember that? Yeah, that's yeah. when we used the dildos yeah, uh, to race. Oh, that's so funny, Randy. That's great. What part of uh, North Carolina do you live in? We are in Durham. Durham, North Carolina. Oh, okay. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Excellent. Uh, we love you guys. We listen to you every day. Thank you so much for being here for us. Randy, uh, when y'all going to come up to, to Philadelphia? Probably for the MMRQ, sir. Oh, uh, uh, we have to see in person. All right. We'll next. be there, obviously. Well, thank you, Randy. It is great, and, and thanks for clearing that up. We appreciate it, okay? Love you guys. Love, Love you, you, too. We'll see you later. Well, that was really nice. Cool. That's sweet. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, let me see. More junk drawers and stuff. All right. How about this? I saw this. Uh, some... Anonymous employees have admitted to using chat GPT to do their jobs without their employers knowing about it. Uh, these em- uh, overemployed workers can work multiple full-time jobs in a fraction of the time. Uh, jobs including creative marketing materials, which the AI program is fairly competent in. Uh, in fact, there was a company memo that went out recently. Did you yeah. see it? Yeah. No. They said don't. You can't use AI to do your work for you. Yeah, to me that'd be an, an, because what happens is a lot of this stuff sits in the passable, but not not like, like for example scripts or songs or things that, that um, AI will will produce will be passable, but it's not doesn't have that certain flair, you know. I don't know. I mean, you know, I could see where you can get away with some of that oh, absolutely stuff. absolutely you could. Where you, where yeah, you could yeah. easily have yeah. them write some, some uh, you know, a, a presentation for right, you. Right, right, yeah. You know? uh, we did this at, uh, for fun at home, and uh, we were discussing, uh, hey, hey, I said, give me some stunt ideas for Preston Steve Radio Show. And they were doing, like, actual stunts, you know, almost like Evil Knievel stuff. So <laughs> they were like Snake River Canyon. a reverse bungee jumping stunt where a team member is launched into the air while strapped to a bungee cord. Uh, human cannonball stunt. This is all from ChatGPT, uh, where a team member is fired out of a cannon. 
a hang gliding stunt, a base jumping stunt, a skydiving stunt, which actually we have done. But, uh, yeah, uh, this, you know, unfortunately we're not allowed to do this now, but I thought we could have had some fun with this stuff. Hmm. Uh, Chat GBT, uh, this is a, a worker, said, uh, does like 80% of my job. Ben, ha- uh, His name is Ben. He said that he has even used Chat GPT to create cover letters to apply for more jobs. Yep. Uh, a worker also on Twitter uh, wrote that ChatGBT allows him to troubleshoot client questions without using Google. He said, why do they do it? Uh, another anonymous employee says that he does not trust businesses to pay more for increased output. So this is a way to guarantee more income. So, you know, the guy on YouTube that we follow, that Rick Beto, you know, uh, the, the musician. Mm-hmm. So he had it compose a song. They even write the lyrics and compose the music. And the song you would have heard... You could have heard it on the radio and just think, okay, this is a is a is a passable song. Mm-hmm. But it did it it like it will sit in an area that'll make it well. Okay, I yeah. guess I could get away with that. But if you're if you're being asked, yeah, at work, right? If they, if they, all of a sudden they said, hey, you, you we we piled all this other stuff on for you, yeah, now, yeah. and you're going to get paid the same amount, yet you need to do more of this work. I could totally see going to this and saying, well, let me try this out, right, and, mm-hmm. and see if the results are good, and if they are. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So, I mean, I can totally see why people might do that. It's, it's certainly for, it, let me tell you something, in the world of academics, writing term papers and things like that. Yeah. It's absolutely, it's, you know this is going to be exploited like crazy. Let's say all of a sudden you're required to do all kinds of extra digital content. Yeah. And uh, not get any extra money for it. Right. You may want to do that. You may want to do that. For example. For example. All right, let's see what else we have here. All right, here's one. A new study finds that it doesn't take a therapist to see if office pressures are causing workers stress. All you have to do is look at how they use a keyboard. Researchers from ETH Zurich have developed a model which can detect workplace stress just by examining how people type and move their uh, computer mouse. So because of your ASMR, right? That's what they call it? Yes. Yeah, so you uh, you have developed the ability to identify, or at least when it was... Something you were exposed to on a consistent basis. We had like an area where people would collect to uh, use computers and type. You could you could de- determine yes. who was working the keyboard without looking. Exactly. Yeah, I knew uh, specific uh, tendencies that right. people had in their rhythms uh, on typing on uh, keyboards. I was, and this is before I knew I, I had what was right. termed ASMR. I just knew that I really liked the sound <laughs> and of we, keyboards. We put it to the test. Yeah. And, was, and you, you did called, it. You called me the great typini. <laughs> the great typini. <laughs> right. uh, that was a long time ago. Um, and you know what's interesting is I can't, I can't trigger that myself. Mm-hmm. I can't be typing and go, wow, this sounds really good. Oh, I, yeah. It has to be someone what else. else. And it also, they can't be faking it either. It's like you can't tickle yourself. Yeah, exactly. But the, but also the person can't. Be, so you know these. Well, you AM- can, but you can't. You can't get the same. It won't be the same result. You That's, know the, yeah. the there there are ASMR videos. Right. Uh, I can tell if people are actually typing words or they're just rattling around on the keys. Or That's not. It's funny. And the ones that they just rattle around on the keys don't do anything huh. for me. You. It has to have purpose. You know, I can tell. Who's Isn't that messed through up through the door? You what? I, if my back is turned to the door, I can tell who's coming in. By the way that the door opens? Seriously. Huh? Oh, you we're, 
we're going to have to test that. Yeah, and yeah. Bill Weston has to be one of them. Bill he, is, he knows I know, Bill's I know Bill every entrance. time. I believe that. Yeah. I do believe that. But anyhow, here this study author uh, noted that uh, many workers don't realize that their physical and mental resources are deteriorating until it's too late. <laughs> and using new data and machine learning techniques, the team is hoping to spot the signs of workplace stress before employees and businesses lose productivity. That's pretty wild. The results show the that key signs workers are dealing with stress is an increasing number of typing mistakes. Mm. Open and weeping. More erratic mouse movements than usual. Uh-huh. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, so so who, who all is using mouse pads? A lot of people still using mouse pads? I don't know. Uh, people, well, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be a mouse itself, but yeah, the pad. Yeah. If, you're, if you're moving your... Um, I guess, yeah. I mean, I use mine all the time. Yeah, this is a, the, tr- the trackpad, I guess, yeah. right? Yeah. So uh, people who are stressed move the mouse pointer more often and less precisely mm-hmm. and cover longer distances on the screen. Uh, relaxed people, on the other hand, take shorter, more direct routes to reach their destination and take more time doing so. Yeah, well, okay, interesting. Uh, additionally, the model finds office workers who feel stressed tend to write in bursts, starting and stopping and taking many brief pauses. Relaxed workers tend to take fewer pauses while typing. When they do, however, their pauses are longer, similar to taking a mini break. They say that tense workers tend to write more manifestos. Uh, Study authors say the connection between stress and uh, changing office behavior is explainable through the uh, neuromotor noise theory. And I have no idea what that is. Is that at all related to ASMR? Maybe it is. They don't go into detail. That's your superpower. That that makes you an X-Men. Okay. (laughs) I like being an X-Men. Yeah. Yeah. The great Tybini. Uh Increased levels of stress negatively impact our brain's ability to process information. This also affects our motor skills, they're saying. So they can actually tell by how you're typing uh, whether or not you are experiencing stress or not. That's interesting. Did you get the thing? I don't know if you plan on doing it, but it was a uh, the keys that are no longer... It's a very long yeah, article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like interesting. 10 pages yeah, long, yeah, yeah. so I've not had a chance. You just sent it to me this morning, so I haven't had a chance to digest it yet. Okay. What? So we'll talk about it later. Yeah. <laughs> I can, if you want, I have it here. No, no, no. What, is it keys on the keyboard you won't yep. use? They're, they're you just not being used huh. just by the, over, over, over time and how things have evolved. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, why? Do you have some that you... Uh, that you're curious about? No, no, no. I just was wondering what the article was about. Now I'm looking at the keyboard to see <laughs> what, what, you, what don't I don't use. use. Yeah, there's a ton I don't use. There's a lot you don't use. And there's some that's... Well, I have it here if you guys want. No, ten, no. No, no, no. Okay. We want, you, we want you to be totally into it. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I have to I have to edit out the garbage. Absolutely. Because when something's ten pages long... It's too long. There's too yeah. long. So No one wants to listen to all that crap. All right, let me dive into the junk door. Here we go. Uh, the two-income family has become the norm in American life. But do you know what has not changed much? The division of labor at home. According to USA Today, men still spend more time relaxing and socializing, and <laughs> women true. spend more time mopping the floors, cooking dinner, and picking up the kids from school. Was this a, a study done by women? Or <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it was according to Pew. Pew. Research. Yes. Uh, the division of unpaid labor is only equal when the wife is the sole breadwinner. Uh, some researchers speculate that women take on the more domestic chore in order to uphold the normative order of how a family should be. In other words, they say it's a guilt trip. So uh, at your home, would you say that you are you spend more time relaxing? But well, uh, Michelle's not. Michelle doesn't have an out of the house 
job. Right. Uh, so, sh- uh, yeah, she she runs the business of the family. Right. Is the way I put it. Right. And so, Which all, is, all uh, the bill paying, the taxes, uh, all that stuff. Job unto itself. Oh, my God, yes. But we, we pretty much split the, um, like, I cook a lot. I cook dinner all a right. lot. Uh, I do, what else do I do? Who does the cleanup after dinner? <laughs> it depends. We we kind of, it depends on who's available. Okay. Like, everybody kind of chips in if, if everybody's around. Um, but, um, yeah, it, and, and if I, like, did, made the entire dinner myself, then You're out. I get help. Yeah, yeah. yeah for it's that. It's amazing to me the amount of groaning I get from my kids when I just ask them to do oh my God. anything. Yeah. So annoying. Yeah. It's like, you know, letting the dog out. It's that's it's not that freaking hard. Open a door. Yeah. yeah, open, yeah. Go open a door. Uh, I you can't. worthless scum. The case mine is. Oh, yeah. What? Oh, I go. What? What? <laughs> what is it? Yeah. What you need to say, Kathy, is did you enjoy that? Because that was your last breath. Yeah, <laughs> and and the, I'm gonna use that scene. the assertion that that whatever I'm asking them them to do, they did that last. And how come so and so? Let me ask you the case if I yeah. can. And this always happens. I am not having kids. I, I don't wouldn't know this, but do you find yourself recalling you being exactly the same way when you were a kid? No, because there was corporal punishment in my house. Ah, so you were in a military I, family. Yeah, no. I mean, listen, we you know we don't hit our kids. We don't physically threaten our children or anything like that. So that as a result, so that's when they're like, "No, I'm not doing that." Dude, like my son actually hits me. So that's the, the that's the great thing in my house is that you know every single time I, clock that I give him um, a hug, it turns into like some sort of a oh yeah like we're in an MMA grappling session. Yes. Alright, <laughs> so he's playfully hitting you. Yeah, playfully hitting me. Okay. No, but, but Steve, he's not abusing. No, if I did anything like that, it, it, you know, there would be there would be a fist to you the You wouldn't arm falcon punch your mother every now and then. Never no. falcon punch my mom, not even one time. No uh, matter what she says, don't believe her. Okay, so he'll probably grow out of it. I mean, ours eventually got over that and and it's real easy to get them to do things now uh and we uh you know and i the way i explained it is is especially with the well i did this last or they they haven't done anything i'm like i explained i'm like it's all gonna even out in the end we're all gonna end up doing pretty much the same amount Mm -hmm. so don't worry about that right you know it's it's good you know and does it even out for the most part. <laughs> Who really cares? It doesn't matter. It does even out. Wait, uh, in my house, since it's just one, I don't have the same problem as you. Mine is, uh, so it turns into my problem. So I'm like, hey, can you clean up, you know, the clothes that are on your floor? He goes, you're closer to them than I am. Oh, wow. Like, that doesn't mean that I'm making them up. So that's what I'm battling. You're wow. closer. That'd be tough not to go ballistic. You're closer what? Closer. She's closer. I'm cl- So whatever oh, it is. Closer. Can, yeah, can you take that bag of trash, you know, the, take the cat litter out to the, you're closer to the bag. You do it. I'm like, what? no, I'm the mom. I'm telling you to do something. But yeah. you're, you're, you're cl- living here rent-free, a home. That's what I say to my kids. I'm like, dude, you guys. Kathy, that's when you uh, kick it across the floor to them. Yeah. Closer to you now. There you go. I'm reminded of the way the Hulk treated Loki. I think that's... <laughs> wham, 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 wham. <laughs> that's the way you handle that. <laughs> All right, well, anyhow, it seems like uh, women are doing more of the chore work, even if it's a dual-income household. That's mm-hmm. what... Uh, this study. Pew. Yep, pew. All right. Next thing. All right. Here's a local story. The Pennsylvania Department of Environmental Protection has issued fish consumption advisories for several bodies of water across the Commonwealth. Yeah, I'd be hard pressed to 
I'd have to go way out, way away from any area where there's any possibility of, of chemicals or anything. And and even then, I, I, I don't know if I'd consume any fish caught around here. Uh, the advisories are typically issued due to mercury, uh, ciguatoxin, dioxins, uh, dieldrin, and polychlorinated bif- biphenyls. See, that's the stuff I find acceptable. Being presented in fish populations. Mercury causes heavy metal poisoning. Uh, uh, heavy metal, man. Sigitoxin causes vomiting, diarrhea, and numbness. Dioxins are carcinogens. Yeah. Uh, Dieldrin can cause Parkinson's disease and breast cancer. And PCBs can cause skin conditions and cancer. So where do you think the best fishing or the be- if you are inclined to go catch fish that you will eat river-wise. Around here? Around here. Where would you go to, uh, uh, you, you know. Farther up on the Delaware. That's what I would think, yeah, like right? Up, north of New Hope. There's only one in our area, the Neshaminy Creek Basin. They say uh, it's good. They're, they're being, no, they're being warned not to eat oh. anything from the Neshaminy Creek Basin. Well, isn't that where, where the spill was? A few Due to uh, perfluorodoctane sulfonate, which is a man-made uh, fluorosurfactant <laughs> and global pollutant. I don't know, Nick. Uh, is that where that happened? I thought that's where it started. In the, the, the vinyl? Well, it, didn't, it wasn't in the Neshaminy Creek, but... It was in that uh, tributary. It was in the del- was it? I be- well, I don't know. The Neshaminy <laughs> Creek Basin. It was it was a liquid yeah. vinyl, was it not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, there was 8,000 gallons of it. Was that the point of origin? I don't remember. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Oh, hell. I'm, uh, trying to, I'm trying to think about the, the carcinogens that I eat. Bristol Township. Uh, we just know it was Buxco that ruined everything. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, the, the reason it happened, though, it was somebody from Delaware County's fault. Yeah. <laughs> the guy operating You're it. just saying that. I, I don't believe yeah, you for yeah. a what's, second. Yeah. What's the story now with, with the levels of mercury? Because uh, I eat a lot of tuna mm-hmm. and I eat a ton of salmon. Mm-hmm. And am I running any risk now with that? Because, you know, I no, love... No, because you, I think you even it out with all the cheeseburgers you eat from Wawa. So it, I think that's... that's it's a very I'll, viable cheeseburger. I don't yeah. eat a lot. I, it's a very viable. It's awesome. So they don't get the cheese. Um, wait, they don't get. Wait, you don't get the cheese? No. <gasps> no. It's oh, no, no not, not my default burger. Mm. As, you know, when I, for example, when I, do, I, I've told you, when I get my double quarter pounder from McDonald's, you I get, get no nothing cheese. on it, no cheese, no ketchup, no nothing. Didn't you say P, did you say PCBs were on this list, Preston? Uh, Pete Rose was PCBs. On. Yes, I thought that those were. Uh, they stopped production of those like in the sixties. I don't know. Do you remember? So Love Canal. You remember Love the Love Canal? Issue where there was, I believe that was. Uh, Where's Love Canal? Upstate New York. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, dioxins, I believe, were the culprit in that one. I think that area is not usable to this day, and that oh, was wow. decades ago. Yeah, PCBs are the polychlorinated uh, biphenyls. Yeah, it was banned in the production in the United States in 1979, the Toxic Sub- uh, Substances Control Act. Um, and the only reason I know that is that there was a Superfund site not too far from where I grew up uh, near the SEPTA train station in Paoli, and the problem there was PCBs, and it got into the water supply. So like a Valley Creek, which then is a tributary to the Schuylkill River, um, you couldn't fish there because of PCBs in the, in the fish. They stopped production of it, uh, but apparently it's still showing up, and that's that's the danger wow. of some of these chemicals is that they never go away. The forever chemicals, exactly, if you will. Yeah. They yeah. End up living forever in, chemicals. Well, they end up living in, like, the fish's tissue, and then it gets passed down generationally, and wow. uh, that's messed up. Man. Before you know they're crawling out of the river and having uh, sex with your wife. Well, <laughs> yeah. Because they're chuds. Mm. All right, so anyhow, uh, don't eat anything from the Neshaminy Creek Basin. Right, no. That's, that's what they're saying. I see people uh, actually pulling fish out of the, the across the street from the SEPTA station, 
on Main Street in Maniunk mm-hmm. where that <laughs> sludgy water is, and they'll pull fish out of there. Sure. And I'm, I'm sure they're taking them. They're not. They're not. They're not putting a you know a, a seven inch. Uh, whatever they're catching up on over the over the fireplace, they're eating. Yeah, probably eating it. But I mean, there's no. It doesn't say that it's dangerous. So, right. Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't bring my. There used to. Yeah, people would fish in the East River all the time. I was like, no way would I ever eat a fish caught out of the East River. Hang on, I'm going to go to Michael. Hey, Michael. Good morning. Oh, good morning. How are you guys? Uh, great. What's up, buddy? Oh, I just I wanted to weigh in on uh, you're, you're talking about PFAS uh, in the, the Neshaminy Basin, um, and I, I I think I might have missed it, but I think. Um, uh, you know, one of the causes was from the uh, the, the Willow Grove Air Force Base, uh, where they were using this uh, this Air Force uh, firefighting foam, uh, uh-huh. which had the PFAS in it. Okay, and so what, what happens is, that, you know, that it was impacted. You know, having this firefighting foam impacting the soil would erode into the Neshaminy Creek. So that's why that's the source of the PFAS. Okay, oh, okay, all right, makes sense. All right, thank not, you. Not, Oh, no problem. Have a good one. Appreciate yeah, it, Michael. Too. Take care. All right. It didn't have to do with that spill. The spill wasn't. Yeah, because I was looking at the location. Okay. All right. Uh, Casey says we got to wrap, so yeah. we're gonna right, we're guys. gonna close up the junk door, and uh, we'll clean it out. There's more stuff in there, but we'll eventually get to it. And we can only chance. entertain you so much. Only so much. Well, we have more entertainment coming up because oh. we have a guest who's going to be yes. here. Yes. Uh, and we'll get to him when we return. And also, don't forget another shot at uh, MMR's concert cash. We just gave away a thousand bucks and tickets to the MM barbecue. And by the way, the tickets go on sale less than an hour from now, ten o'clock. They get on sale. Get ready to buy them. We'll be back in a moment. What's going on in the world of rock? You'll find it at WMMR.com, your one-stop outlet for all the rock news you need to know. WMMR.com, where FOMO goes to die. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So our next guest is going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow. To, uh, the shows are at 7.30 and 10 p.m. And we are happy to welcome uh, Moshe Kasher to Yay! our show today. I'm so excited to be here. Yay! Yeah, I think not only could you not get away with the video for Rock the Cradle of Love, but perhaps the title. Of Rock the Cradle yeah. for Love. That yeah. still doing that? That feels, that feels that, like we're not there right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is he talking about? What is the cradle of love? What is the cradle Isn't of it, love? I'm on a rock the three-bedroom apartment of love. Yes. An older, sophisticated woman. <laughs> right. <laughs> because what was the old the old um, uh, children's... Um, the Rockabye ba- Baby? No, sitting in the cradle... Oh, so and so, kiss it in the tree. tree. Yeah, S S A N G. We used to spell it differently in Oakland. I don't know. (laughs) We had a completely different (laughs) Oakland different spelling. Yeah, yeah. So do you seek? Yeah, yeah. We're on the radio, (laughs) I know, sir. Um, (laughs) No, I don't think there was a cradle mention in that one. It says baby carriage. That's it. Here comes Mama with the baby carriage. Perambulator. Yeah. And to be honest, as I've gotten older, a Mama with the baby carriage looking pretty attractive. Pretty nice. It's pretty nice. We had your wife on, Natasha Leggero. Who oh, was... you should have seen her with a baby carrot. Oh, yeah. I mean, the way the nanny pushed it 10 paces in front of <laughs> Natasha, oh, it was yeah. really, it was hot. It was, you know, it was really nice. You know, poor am I so much? And even she was, she was, because she was coming through town. She was playing the city winery, and she was talking about a show. And, and, I, and I had to be honest with her. I said, you know, 
You would you the way you have I've always perceived you is sounds not, like you flirted with her. I'm just going to stop you there. Bit. I didn't like it. <laughs> Taking to the maternal stuff as much as and she said even she was surprised how you know it just all kicked in. Interesting. You know? Is that the picture she painted? Is That's that nice. so? What can you tell us? <laughs> Tear the lid off. Well, Natasha will put like little velvet um, elbow gloves on the child, and she's been teaching her to um, read poetry and. Uh, <laughs> They, they, they don't smoke pot together, which is nice. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. That's yeah. good. So yeah. she is maternal in that way. Yeah. Okay. How about you? Did you take two? I'm pretty maternal. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's nice. I've, I've enjoyed it. I, I, I being, being a dad is a lot of fun. Although I will say the other dads, uh, other parents, when you're getting ready to have kids, they only will broadcast the positive. They're just like, oh, you're going to love it. Oh, and oh, and that baby comes. Oh, your life is going to be changed. Oh, you're going to be in a new dimension of reality. Oh, you just, you'll just you never know love like that. I'm talking the moment the child popped out. Right. The, the next moment, they were like, welcome to hell. You're in my world now. I'm like, why didn't you tell me this? Could you have, what about a heads up? How about this five, five months ago? I would have loved this no. information. Because yeah. they done something the numbers. about it. They need yeah. the numbers. Yeah, they're like, join us. So it's Misery Loves Company? No, I love it. It's yeah. awesome. She's five now. She takes care. We don't even watch her anymore. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> she's that independent. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. got it. We bought her a little motorcycle like one of those Philly kids. Don't they have like ATVs? Right, yeah, so yeah. We yeah. gave her one of those and we sort of said good luck to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, all right, so wait. Do you guys live in L.A.? Yeah, we live in. All right, so we we do have an issue around the city where um, around Los Angeles. No, 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 no. here. But I want to ask you if you have the same issue with the ATVs and the motorcycles, where there are hundreds of people that will just joyride through the streets all at once. No, that's I think a very Philly thing. I mean, Mm -hmm. I know that from some extensive research I did by watching the new Rocky films. Yes, Um, (laughs) but what we have in uh, not L.A. but in my hometown of Oakland is what's called the sideshows. Do you know about the sideshows? No, Oakland is famous for the shutting down traffic and uh, and just doing donuts in the middle of an intersection. Yes. Yeah, they do that. And that's there's, big. there's really great footage out there of just people who uh, turn from spectator into uh, victim yeah. very quickly. Mm-hmm. They're loving life. They've never had a better moment in their life and then all of a sudden they're under a 1997 Toyota Tercel and right. that's life in Oakland. We right. were talking about that. They did one outside of in front of City Hall uh, and they were doing this and there was one or two cars and you'll always see that person running out with their phone, and then they get slammed. Yeah, you kind of enjoy it a little bit. You know, you want to watch, as a person who's now older and no longer lives in Oakland, I get more thrill out of the people being sideswiped yeah. than I do out of the actual donuts. See, I see this stuff, and I don't know why. Maybe I'm an old man now, but I hate it. And, like, I just see this, and I go, I just would love to go there with, with a box of nails and just throw that in the middle of the intersection. Do you know what I well, I, I wouldn't actually... recommend doing that. I, I don't think that the local populace would take too kindly to um, a radio host from Philadelphia yeah. coming in to sabotage their good f- Hey, guys. <laughs> I, all right, enough already, fellas. Okay, we've had our fun. Let's move along. Break it up, break it up. <laughs> I, I always think of like, oh, what is the wheel alignment going to have to... Oh, my God. Yeah, they're they're going to have to buy yeah. a thousand bucks in new tires after right. doing all that. <laughs> right, right, right. I like that. so much gas. Yeah, it's very practical, very pragmatic. Fellas, fellas, come on. You're going to have to get an adjustment after this. Let's think about consequences. Yeah, I, I guess we're not as badass as we could be. I could be like my neighbor, and when we would do uh, skid marks on his sidewalk, he would he would say, well, I'm going to make you... Um, Scrub that with a toothbrush. So if I go out there with a box of toothbrushes, guys, look at all these tire marks. Let, let's and scrub that's this That's funny. Off. My neighbor used to make me clean up his skid marks, too, but it was a completely different situation. <laughs> it was really bad, actually. It's a that's bad memory. Horrifying. Yeah, that's a bad memory. You had posed a question just as we were coming on about uh, that you did a red eye. 
I yeah, I flew on a red eye. And, yeah. and the question was whether you whether you rock the red eye more consistently or whether you just take the earliest flight out. What did you come? What conclusion did you come to? Rock the red eye of love. Rock the red eye of love. Say. Really, uh, I would say that I think it is better to uh, for me. It is better to fly in and uh, take the red eye and sleep all day. You can have fun with yourself. I don't know if your listeners know this, but you can have fun with yourself in a hotel room and a computer very easily. Yeah. yeah. So you can kind of have a really nice, you can really have a really nice, luxurious self-care afternoon. And that's just what I did. Your own personal spa. Thing. That's, yeah. that's exactly right. It's beautiful. In, in many ways, my hotel room is the cradle of love. <laughs> yes. But legal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, you right. still, do you still like hotel living? Is it exhausting? I mean, you know, you do it so much. Uh, no, I want to be... Now I got a family. I want to be home with my family yeah. and, and be hanging out with them. But the crowds in Philadelphia <laughs> are so great that they are worth the travel. <laughs> See, Natasha, I think, seemed to indicate when we talked to her that, that you, you would look for some reasons to get out of the house now and then. Well, I she, she talks about how difficult having a kid is and to me and how tough things have been. For yeah. me, I haven't noticed that. It's been rather easy. I just, um, you know, I wake up about 11 a.m. I go surfing with the bros, and then I come home at about four, and everything seems to have been taken care of. Yeah. It's so, how it's how you prioritize. That's exactly yeah. right. I, I need to take care of you. About. Yeah, why is she great. complaining? Yeah. You guys did a, a, a story on uh, the dispersion of labor. Within, yes. uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. I didn't I didn't relate to that story at all. But the point is, I'm finally I'm uh, 44, and I'm finally really getting I'm really getting my bottom turn going on surfing. So things are good. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. It's yeah. terrific. <laughs> um, I I. I <laughs> I asked you in the green room, you're a big Trek fan. I am, and yes. You're, you're recently on, what is the podcast? It was Star Trek The Pod Directive, I was unaware of. Oh, yeah. It's the official podcast of the Star Trek universe. But oh, you wow. you brought up... Uh, Virgins uh, only. Is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in a way, this is something that we all deal with because it involves, in, in your particular episode, your, your lovely wife was on, and, and you were discussing what happens when somebody is incredibly into a show or a genre and your mate is not well here's the difficulty oh i would say that about uh halfway through the pandemic i discovered that my uh, television could pair with Bluetooth headphones, and that Ooh. saved my marriage. Ooh, yeah, I, I, because I did like many people did. I went back to comfort, and yeah. I was I was going to bed watching Deep Space Nine, and it was. I would look over, and Natasha would be googling divorce attorneys, <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so at this, and then I found that the Bluetooth headphones and everything was okay, and she would just wake up, and she to what she called the the monster with the eyebrows, which was Lieutenant Worf. <laughs> I. <laughs> I love, there's something about streaming, it's so nostalgic, it feels so peaceful. I remember when I was still living alone, I was I was watching the entire Star Trek The Next Generation yeah. uh, series, one episode after another, and there are 12 seasons, and yeah. it became like the soundtrack to my life. Like, I would just play, I would just let it auto-start, it was just awesome. It got to the point where I no longer needed to actually physically watch the show. I could just hear the volume, I could be doing the dishes, or I could be doing whatever. Soothing. And I remember one, it was beautiful and soothing, I, and I could, I could superimpose what was happening on screen. And I remember one night I was in my little kitchenette. That's how long ago it was. I couldn't afford a full kitchen. I had a little half refrigerator like I was a college uh, sophomore. And I was, um, because I'd been watching Trek for so long, I just, I needed a little snack. So I was spooning jam directly out of the jar into my mouth. You know, I didn't need crackers or anything like that. I just, I needed to energize. Right, right, right. And and I could hear the volume as I spooned the jam into my mouth. And I heard heard Captain Picard say to Beverly Crusher, uh, my favorite doctor in the series, yeah. And he said, Beverly, oh, let me do the impression. He said, Bavale. This is pretty good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Bavale, I'm not just your captain. 
I'm your friend. And I and I began to weep. I started to cry. I started to cry. I was spooning jam into my mouth. I started crying. And that was when I realized I was going through menopause. <laughs> you realize I'm the next Chuck Norris. Um, I, so I, 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 season three of Picard, and I don't want to give anything away. Uh, first two seasons uh, were not good. The third season has been a love letter to next generation fans. And I do not want to give any bit of it away. Uh, Preston is a big fan. I had that weepy moment last night on the on this episode, and I don't want to give any any of it away. Yeah, I haven't seen yeah. any of Picard except, and, and he's like just started the third season. He's like, because I was a Next Generation fan. He's like, you are going to love this. So well, I have some it. complaints. It's a little woke for me. I don't know if you guys <laughs> saw the part where uh, Worf and Picard start making like kind of aggressive love. Did you oh, see that? That you was know, weird. I haven't, that was, like, I haven't seen it's it. It's a little bit. Into, it's <laughs> okay. kind of like, come on, fellas. Yeah. You know, no, I, I, wouldn't that be fun? Now that would be a de- departure. That would because <laughs> you, you got to imagine he's going to be a. Aggr- yeah. Well, we have seen. I, the, I don't know if Picard could live through that. <laughs> no, certainly Patrick Stewart could not. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he Wolf, does, he's a, I'm not just your captain. <laughs> I'm your little baby boy. <laughs> Rock the cradle of love. I am an impressionist first and foremost, oh, guys. Oh, clearly, okay. clearly. Yeah. But he's in his 80s, Patrick Stewart. He is so now. old, it's incredible. And, and no matter how hard you fight, you, you, you're going to look wizened at a certain point. And, yes. he, and he's still robust at his level. But it's not the Picard of yours. So, but it's still awesome to see him doing that, you know? Yes. And you were a D- Deep Space uh, Nine fan as well? Deep Space Nine, to me, that's the hidden gem of the whole... Uh, Deep Space Nine... A lot of people don't realize this. It's the best. And it's it, the beginning of prestige television, actually. Yeah, that's yeah. what I think people don't don't know. Why are we talking about this? <laughs> but I love it. Oh, th- I think that Deep Space Nine is like was the pregenitor to what we think of as like prestige hour-long dramas. It's the best. Let me ask you, though, to, 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 to wrap this uh, uh, section up with the... Um, you have a mate who's not into it. Did you? Did it ever occur to you or did you ever make a running try at getting her to get into it? Yes, absolutely. I bought her the Ferengi ears to wear, and I said, this is what I'm into. She wouldn't do it. No, she wouldn't do it. I said, "These the Ferengis are the space Jews. It would mean a lot to me if we could connect on this level. And she's so close-minded. She's so judgmental that she absolutely refused to put on the the prosthesis. And here I am. I had a tough time with that word, but in the end, I think the bit was worth it. it. You did. See, I know my wife is for me because I bought her, early on, I bought her the Bajoran earring. You did not. I did, and she wore it. She wore it. She loves you. And she got, she really tr- loves she got you. in trouble at work for wearing it. Oh, that's funny. So my wife wouldn't do any of the Marvel Universe for me. Uh-huh. And I was like, dude, but you have no idea. Like, You said, dude, that's your first mistake right there. <laughs> bro, you got to you, bro. bro. Infinity Wars, bro. You're going to, no, seriously, you'll get into it. I called in a seventh grade girl, bro, yesterday. I coached, I coached softball. I coached softball. I'm not just hanging out with, you know, looking for seventh grade girls. But, yeah, I called it. And she's like, did you? Just bro me. I'm like, yeah, just bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rock the cradle of love is yeah. a theme here. Yeah, yeah. 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 She wouldn't do it, and I was like, this is amazing storytelling over like the course of ten years, and all these different universes coming together, and it's amazing. And I'm like, I can't. And she loves 
storytelling. She's a you know voracious reader and stuff. I was like, you just do you're this like, you're a voracious reader. You love the Marvel expanded universe. <laughs> Did you get it? You like Tolstoy? Yeah. I feel like we are truly in the midst of a dichotomy between men and women at this yeah. point. I mean, it. I I I, I don't even bother with. I mean, I, you don't if th- people are familiar with Natasha. Oh, the, I just don't. Even, you want to talk about the what do I like about the road? <laughs> I just will like queue up everything. I'm like Liam Neeson is getting watched this weekend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Natasha doesn't watch anything with, uh, as she says, uh, men who have uh, guns for hands. And okay. so I will just queue up everything. Master and commander. Yeah. Oh. Any, anything really male. Yeah. Yes. That's what the road is. For Master. Me. Wait, I, let me say that again. <laughs> anything that is really male, that's what the road is for me. Yeah, it's an escape from my real life and I really love it. So Philly, listen, if you want to come out and see me, if you're you know where to find me. Yeah. If you're oh, a manly God. man. Um, Master commander. Uh, Great film. The biggest tragedy is that they never made a second uh, film. And by the way, I still hold that up. You want to test your home theater system, oh, Master yeah. and Commander. Yeah, from the very beginning. Sensational. Yeah. It's a good. It's a I, good one. I picked up the uh, the first book that the Master and Commander was based on. I didn't know it was a series of all these books, and so I listen to audiobooks all the time. It w- it may as well have been in another language. <laughs> it was such antiquated oh, nautical really? terminology. That I I kept having to stop like every two minutes and write down a word and I'm like all right when I get out of my car I want to go look up what that or what the hell that word means. You should have asked his wife. I yeah. know she's a voracious <laughs> reader. Yeah. Learned it. Re- you. <laughs> you want an audiobook, guys? Do you want an audiobook suggestion? Yes. I just uh, listened to the entire Three Body trilogy. If you like st- science fiction, okay. I didn't plan on plugging this today. All I'd right, really like you to buy tickets to my show, but if you can't do that, <laughs> get the. Three Body Problem. It's Chinese. It's this Chinese science fiction trilogy. It's the best thing I've read in like twenty years. It's really, like the, it's like the best. Who's, is, your, who's your favorite science fiction author? My, I mean, this was truly, truly. I would say this was the best thing that I have read. Wow. But um, who are you a Dune fan? Are you I'm not Kirby? even going to come close to trying to pronounce the author's name. Okay. Uh, because okay. I, uh, before I try to, uh, you you guys try it. I dare Cishin you. Sishin Lu. Sishin. Sishin Lu? Sishin Lu? That's how I would say it. Yeah, yeah, it could be. C-I-X-I-N-L-I-U. It's a Hugo Award winner, which is the big award in sci-fi. Yeah, all right, so hang on. Is it one book or is it three books? It's three books about three bodies, and it's a problem. (laughs) (laughs) So the title gives the whole thing away. Yeah, you don't need to read it. But anyway, I just wanted you guys to know. All right, um, what is it in the uh, the vein of? What is it? Well, it's it's basically, hopefully this won't be a big spoiler, but it's basically about what would be, what would happen if aliens were coming to destroy us, but because of the realities of space, of how far away everything is in the universe, they were, we knew they were coming, but they wouldn't be here for 400 years. How would human society, you think things are uh, polarized now? Just wait until the Trisolarans. (laughs) Uh, But 400 years they're coming and it's how does human society deal I love with that idea. an impending wow. alien okay. what, if, what if you know? So let me ask you then. Yes. Are you watching Strange New Worlds? Uh, oh, I, I couldn't I couldn't get into it. I tried. It, uh, I got past the first episode or two, and then I, I love it. I think you need to revisit it. But that, you're left with that. You know in a certain frame of time something is going to happen mm. that's going to be, you know, uh, horrifying. So you're right. I love that concept of how over that long period of time how we would react and what how it would shape the way plans are made for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. We can't even deal with the with the differences between Florida and California. <laughs> right? How do you think we're going to deal with an impending alien invasion? Although there is the theory that if aliens were to come and invade us, 
that we would finally find unity in, in humankind. Well, I do not buy that. Theory. Look at the Watchmen. The Watchmen, that yeah. was a big part of the Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah the, the, a, a, a falsely created, um, uh, in fact, there was oh. a great Outer Lim- Limits episode where they created, in the original Outer Limits series, where they created aliens to be the attacking aliens mm. to promote unity. Maybe that's what we need. How good is your signal here? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. If you're <laughs> listening, if there's anyone out there, we need help. We need it now. Right, right, right. Very cool. Um, so what uh, outside of the realm of Star Trek and when, and 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 uh, the Master and Commander, what else rocks your world in the in the in the pop uh, culture genre? What am I into right now? Yeah. I just watched How to Blow Up a Pipeline. That was pretty good. That's a pretty good movie. It's a new it's, movie. It's, is it on Netflix? No, it's out in theaters, and it's basically a love letter to eco-terrorism. I kind of don't understand why no one's oh, upset about oh it. God. But it was good. It was very good. It's, I did like it. I've they, never heard of that. It's, it's, it's yeah, the, the single most impactful... Um, uh, the blowing up of the pipeline was the, uh, was as far as environmentally speaking, perhaps the single most impactful, negatively impactful, uh, attack ever, correct? Are you talking about the, the pipeline in Russia? Yeah. Well, this is uh, not about that. This is about a group of kids that uh, have a plan to uh, basically attack a pipeline. I have not seen this at all then, because there's a documentary out that's, that's focused on, on, on the, yeah, the the Russia. It's really, it's really good. I, I definitely enjoyed it, and I could could not understand how, in the most outraged time in American history, nobody is talking about this. Because you watch this movie as a young teen, I've you're definitely like, this. you know what I think I want to be when I grow up is an eco terrorist, because right. it wow. makes it seem like the coolest, most badass right. thing in the world. So they're the heroes of this movie. Oh yeah, yeah, clearly. All right. Yeah. What? Who are going to be the heroes? The, the feds that are trying <laughs> to stop them? Come on. Yeah, the lovable oil executives. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, I'm Bob from Chevron, and I'm here to put a stop to this. <laughs> you kids. <laughs> you rascally kids. I get it. You've had your fun. Move along. Moshe, I'm, I'm looking at your Instagram account, and you're, you do something on a post from a few weeks ago that I, I think I'm going to have to try all weekend long, which is put a LaCroix box on top of your head and then talk through it in a little talking hole. Listen, if you want to delight your children, this is a very economic way to do so. Yeah, look at me. I mean, you couldn't. Um, this was just me. <laughs> Promoting a new show, and my daughter, oh my I mean, gosh. she loved it. I, yes. And somebody says, look at look at that comment. Delightful. I bet your kid loved this. I love it. See, I'm, bringing, I'm bringing that childlike joy to adults. Yeah. And that is what my show is all about. It's <laughs> all about uh, just engendering joy in the people. And you, in a way, recapture your youth. That's yeah. exactly yeah. Real right. Real quick, Moshe Cashers at uh, Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow. I want to mention that, Casey. So in college, we played A-Hole, uh, the card game, and the A-Hole always had to wear a case of beer on their head. Really? I swear to <laughs> God. Oh, that's a great one. <laughs> we never cut out a mouth hole. <laughs> that is brilliant. Well, you think, I, I didn't cut that out. Those are the good people yeah. from LaCroix. Yes. They knew they knew that my child would want to be uh, entertained, and they knew that I was not willing to spend any money on that entertainment, <laughs> and I didn't need to. Are there actual directions on it for, uh, if you do want to use it as a face mask? No, this is, the thing is, as a comedic genius and an improv <laughs> legend, these are the kinds of things I come up with. Oh, I mean, wow. I just do this off the top of my head, and I put it on top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> who oh who is the uh, the Mad Magazine just died? Uh, the, uh, the, the, the Al Jaffe. Al yeah. Jaffe. I'm yeah. two years old. I want to be 102. That sounds great. Yeah. That sounds good. I although you know what I don't want to be? I don't want to get so old that when I die, everybody's happy. You know? Yes. I hate that. That when people are like, oh yeah, it's no big deal though. He had a good long life. I don't want that. <laughs> I want everybody to be weeping when okay. I die. Really? I, don't, I, don't yeah. want, I never want my grandkids to go like, it's okay. No, it's not okay. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs>
Jaffe's dead. Yeah. You That's want... what I say. I want people like hanging on the side of the casket, yes. like so upset. Yes, <laughs> sobbing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Throwing things in. But I don't want to die young, so I don't know how to do that. How long uh, do you, would you, here's a question for everybody here. Uh, this is really dark. Maybe I shouldn't ask this question. Go ahead. All right, this is dark. No, I, would you rather, okay, yeah. would you rather live to, a, okay, let's say, let's say a hundred and, a hundred and ten. And you are absolutely healthy. You're Picard level yeah. healthy, wise. Your brain is intact for 105 years. But the last five years of your life is utter, full agony. The worst, oh just agony. God. Or you drop dead at 70. Oh, wow. Come on, you guys. Let's have some fun in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're saying you're okay, so so what's the age you live to with five years of agony? You get 105. 105 and then five years of pure, unmitigated agony. Or you just <laughs> drop dead of a heart attack in a Hardy's drive-in at 70 years old. Now you're saying physically you're a Picard level. What is your Everything's men- good. Everything's good. Uh, yeah. Right. Yep. yep. I might opt for you're, 70. Yep. You're out at 70. Uh, do I have the option of Suicide? euthanasia or, you know? No, 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 no. We're not doing that. You got no easy ways out. No easy way out. Uh-uh. I, you know what? I, I, You're just in a bed. Ah, five years five of years. There, have been, there have been a couple of occasions where I've had, like, a nasty flu <laughs> for, like, a series of, of three or four days, and I'm like... How the people who deal with real chronic agony and yeah. pain, yeah. chronic pain, yeah. deal, I, I don't know how you can live. I'd have to go with the 70 thing. 70? Because two agony 70s. Is, is, it's just not worth it. Cat 70s? I, well, because I think at 70, I'll get the people hanging on the side they of the They will, castle. for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. But that's very young. Yeah. Gonna, it's, you're going to be robbed of your, of your, of that's your okay. prime year. Yeah. I'm going to go 70. 70? Wow, this is a lot. Well, I'm taking 110. Absolutely, brother. I'm seeing. <laughs> yeah, I, I me too. Those, that extra 35 years. The, 35 the, years. And, and what could happen in that time? I mean, I'm sure I'm going to lose a whole bunch of people that I love, but I want to see what the world is like during that 35 years. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah. Don't you know what, what agony like. is. Yeah, well, you, you don't know what agony is. If you want to know what agony is. Is come see me tonight at Helium Comedy Club. <laughs> Casey? Casey? I uh listen, I'm I'm looking for loopholes because I don't want five years of agony. You're not but I don't want he 70. Said no there loopholes. are no loopholes, man. This wouldn't be a fun game with loopholes. I know, I know. This isn't I'm a fun game as is, but yeah. <laughs> I would probably take the 105. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So the three of us are gonna be hanging out yes. from ages 80 to 105. <laughs> oh, right. chill- we're gonna be lamenting. Uh, the three of you were going to be. Oh, they were great. They were great uh, while they were here. If, 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 so if I have a good life, a good one, you know, because I always thought, I always thought for some reason, bizarre reason, that I would die at the age of forty-four. Oh, interesting. And, and I've exceeded that by a hundred. It's years. like Jesus, but a little more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and, I, and, for, and I was actually cool with that. So this. Well, is how old, old are you now? Sixty-three. That's only seven years. Yeah. You're only giving yourself seven more years. No, no, no. You got to come to the one hundred five. But life is you should <laughs> for the next five. <laughs> hey, from like eighty oh to one hundred five, we can. We can date young, right? Uh, we, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, you're okay. in the prime of your life. You're you're still benching 110, 150. <laughs> What's a good amount of benching? I, I just know. I just showed how manly I am. You, you're you still benching say... 80 pounds. You're still a real man. You're still the bench at 80 pounds. <laughs> Moshe, by the way, you oh need to start God. like a podcast about these life questions called the 105 Club. Oh, I yeah. love it. I love yeah. it. That's what you should do. Wait, what's one that of... Christian organization? Don't they have one? The 700, the 700, 700 Club? Club? Yeah. We could be in direct competition <laughs> with them. Wouldn't it be wild if you went on directly against them and destroyed right. <laughs> Wow. We're here to take down those cowards at the 700 Club with theoretical would you rather, and then Dave. you <laughs> notice them start copying your ideas. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That'd be great. All right. Well, listen, we got 
to wrap because we have a uh, uh, we got a uh, cash contest thing we have to stay on time for. But it is so awesome to have you back here. Thank today. you for Thank having you. me back. I'd love to see everybody tonight at the shows and tomorrow at the shows. And give Natasha our best as well. We love her. I will indeed. All right. So a Helium Comedy Club tonight, tomorrow night. You're going to go see Moshe Cash. Yeah. Thank you, Moshe. Hey, thank you for having me. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a second. Hang out. Uh, and it will be, Brett Porsche is going to be there. He's hosting the event. So tickets are on sale now, and you can go to WMMR.com for the details. But we'll take callers um, 10 and 11 at 215-263-WMMR, and we will give you some tickets to that show. So call now if you're interested. We're going to take a break. When we get back, Tiffany will be here performing yeah. in our studio. Tiffany is going to be playing live at City Winery tonight. It's so cool. And we'll get to talk to her and hear her sing as well. So we'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Join Jackie Bam Bam Saturday from 1 to 3 at the World Oddities Expo at the Pennsylvania Convention Center. Packed with shopping, live music, sideshow performances, workshops, and more. For two-day passes, visit woe2z.com. Looking for non-stop casino action with hundreds of games? DraftKings Casino has something for everyone. In the mood for blackjack, they got you covered. Want to hit the slots? Jackpot. So, we got about... You're wondering what to do, aren't you? Yeah, we got about three and a half minutes before we do the concert cash and the MMRBQ tickets, and then those tickets go on sale and all that. But I do have the bizarre file, but we can kind of chit-chat for a I moment. I think right? so. Okay. Can I say something real quick? I, mm-hmm. I wanted to uh, recommend, if you didn't get a chance to hear Pierre's interview with Graham Nash yesterday, it was fantastic radio. And... Uh, uh, Graham was in town last night and the night before at the Colonial, Colonial Theater in Phoenixville, um, and it was uh, I couldn't get out of the car radio. It was just like oh, a good. Ter- terrific conversation between Graham and Pierre, and they've been friends for a long time, but Graham talked about David and uh, his passing and regrets, and uh, I just I, I found it really, really fascinating. So hopefully Pancake will get a chance to post it, uh, be, um, because I don't know if it's a podcast anywhere. Did he leave in the part about the blob? <laughs> he did. Okay. Yeah. And how was that? Uh, was it, it, awkward? Was, it was fun. Well, okay. no, it was funny. Um, you know, Graham is like this proper English gentleman. And um, talking? he didn't know about the blob. The blob. He did not. Well, stop saying stupid things. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it is, I guess it's up on the website already uh, on WMMR.com. But, right. man, was it terrific. Excellent. Uh, Steve, why don't you take this time to plug your event? Uh, well, thank tomorrow. you. We can uh, mention that. that. Oh, show. Yes, it is the Love Potions event for Philodoctables, which has uh, been going on for a number of years. Let me get that sucker information up here. And it is uh, tomorrow, 5.30 to 9 p.m. at the Broken Goblet Brewing, which uh, you said you've been to and uh, recommend yeah, highly. my band uh, Sink played there one time. It's a cool place. $10 donation gets you in, uh, 80 raffles plus 50-50, uh, and a lottery apron. I don't know what that is, but there's drink specials and food trucks will be outside, and there's going to be just a great casual vibe. I'm going to be hanging there. And again, it's for Philodoptables. So they do wonderful things for animals all around the area. So we'd love to see you there tomorrow night. Uh, tomorrow evening, all the information is up on PrestonSteve.com. Does anybody know what a lottery apron is? I, I don't know what it is. Lottery no. apron. Can do, do a quick search on that, because I, I have a thing in mind that... Um, I think it's like a dick fur. What's a dick fur? <laughs> no, I, I see someone wearing an apron yeah, that the, maybe has different, I, I don't know. Lottery tickets you pull off? Or something like that. Right. And there's prizes underneath. I is it like six jars of farts? Don't really know. Uh, Nick has pulled up lottery apron and nothing. All right. I mean, there are literal aprons that are dedicated to the lottery. Okay. I don't think that it's that. All right. I don't know. 
Well, c- come out, come by tomorrow and find yeah, out. Find out, find out for yourself. Yeah. All right, we have about a minute remaining. Uh, Kathy has her harmonica. <laughs> I don't. Kathy, I left it at home. play, please. I left it at home. I got oh, a couple. I'm sure I got a couple shard outs over here. Uh, People get ready. <laughs> you know what? I, I have a shard out that I need to do. Okay. Uh, because this gentleman uh, named Steve Christie sent me. Uh, I gotta make sure I. Find, oh, here it is. Uh, yeah. So. Heard us talking about Jolly Joes uh, on the air a couple of weeks ago. Those are the all-purple Mike and Ikes. And, oh, okay. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, <laughs> th- these were his favorite. And he's like, I can't find them anywhere. And they, they do not exist in the United States. They just don't. And so he found them online on eBay from Israel. Okay, and so he did. Sent, he send you some. He sent us boxes of, uh, and Kathy tried them. She actually opened the box. She was a little bit nervous about uh, trying because the one box is kind of open a little bit. And they were sent like yeah, but but Israeli food tends to be spicy. Well, no. So this um, <laughs> it's funny because I was trying to read the uh, the ingredients, and it's like oh, this is uh, written in another language, so I don't know what that. Um, I don't take the Google Translator yeah. on but, your phone and hold it over it. Anyway, I want to thank uh, Steve for sending those Jolly Joes over. All right, there. all right. All right. Was- and then I did find a shout out I was supposed to get to on the twelfth. So this is from uh, Alexandra. She says, I want to send a shout out to my boyfriend Joe, a fan of your show since the start, and is an avid listener to your podcast. He turns the big sixty on April twelfth, wow. and he is a dedicated, hardworking employee of the USPS. The greatest man that this girl could ever ask for. I love him more than all the stars in the sky and more than each grain of sand <laughs> on the beach. All the fishes in the sea. And all the fishes in the sea. Uh, I will never be able to thank him enough for all that he does and all that he is. I hate this segment of the show because I'm not a big fan of the disgusting sounds. <laughs> but please, if you can give him the biggest, wettest, and grossest shard out. <laughs> Uh, he deserves it. So we'll give you a go. moderate one. So all right, she's not too. He loves me <laughs> more than all the raindrops in the water and all the fishes in the sea. Rest in peace, man. One more time. One more time. He loves me more than all the raindrops in the water and all the fishes in the sea. Jesus. Wow. Okay. Anyhow, uh, it is time. Here's your concert cash keyword. Keyword is income. I-N-C-O-M-E. We're going to give you until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. Uh, you can do that a few different ways. You can enter it on the contest page at WMMR.com. You can do it via the MMR app or text it to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. And one random entry wins $1,000 in our company-wide contest. And all MMR winners get two tickets to the MMR BQ Saturday, September 16th. Tickets are on sale now. Oh! I'm the first person to say that because it just happened one minute ago. Winners get the call from Beasley, so make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules at WMMR.com for MMRBQ details. Text finally to 39333 for the link and information. All right, sponsored by Meineke, and the word again is income, I-N-C-O-M-E. Good luck to you. No. WMMR. Presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. All right, this very well may be one of the rare occasions that the Bizarre File is only one story long. You have promised us a story that is based on hippos. Yes, exactly. All right, so 
Paul Templer, it's his story. He was living his best life. He was 28 and conducting tours in his native Zimbabwe with a focus on photographic safaris. Templer said that Zimbabwe's guide certification program was rigorous and there was a lot of pride among the guides who passed. He reveled in showing tourists the area's majestic wildlife, including the water-loving, very territorial hippos. So he won an, an expedition which consisted of six safari clients. And he said things were going the way they were supposed to go. Everyone was having a pretty good time. Eventually, they came across a pod of about a dozen hippos. They were alarmed as they uh, at first as they were at a safe distance. Or I'm sorry, they weren't alarmed. Uh, but he said we were getting closer, and I was trying to take evasive action. The idea was let's just paddle safely around the hippos. Well, Templar's canoe led the way with the other two canoes and kayak to follow. He pulled into a little channel, waiting on the others. Uh, But the third canoe had fallen back from the group and was off of the planned course. He said, suddenly, there's this big thud, and I see the canoe, like the back of it, catapulted up into the air. And Evans, the guide in in the back of the canoe, catapulted out of the canoe. The clients managed to remain in the canoe somehow or another. Evans was in the water. And he said the current is uh, washing Evans towards the mama hippo and her calf about 150 meters away. So I know that I've got to get him out quickly. I don't have time to drop my clients off. He yells to Ben, one of the other guides, to retrieve the clients who were in the canoe that had been attacked. Ben got to the clients and safely got him onto a rock in the middle of the river that hippos couldn't climb. So it was a hippo that attacked that canoe and launched him out. Yes. Meanwhile, Templer turned his canoe around to get Evans. The plan was to pull alongside of him and pull him into Templar's canoe. He said, I was paddling towards him, getting closer, and I saw this bow wave coming towards me. He says, if you've ever seen any of those old movies with a torpedo coming toward the ship, Mm -hmm. it was kind of like that. I knew it was either a hippo or a really large crocodile coming at me. He said, but I also knew that if I slapped the blade of my paddle on the water, that's really loud, and the percussion underwater seems to turn the animals away. So I slapped the water. And as it was, as I was, it was supposed to do. The torpedo wave stops. He said he was getting closer to Evans, but they were also getting closer to the female and calf. He said, "I'm leaning over. It's kind of a made-for-Hollywood movie." Evans said. He said Evans is reaching up. Our fingers almost touched, and then the water between us just erupted. It happened so fast, I didn't see a thing. And what happened next was nightmarish and surreal. Listen to this description, okay? He said. My world went dark and strangely quiet. And he said it took a few seconds to figure out what was going on. He said from the waist down, I could feel the water. I could feel I was wet in the river. But from my waist up, it was different. It was I was warm. And I wasn't wet like the river. But I wasn't dry either. And it was just incredible pressure on my lower back. I tried to move around and I couldn't. And I realized I was up to my waist down a hippo's throat. Well, you're as good as dead. He was inside of the hippo's mouth. Hippos kill more animals in Africa than any other animal. He said, I'm guessing I was wedged so far down its throat, it must have been uncomfortable because he spat me out. So I burst to the surface, sucked a lung full of fresh air, and I came face to face with Evans, the guide who I was trying to rescue, and I said, we got to get out of here. But Evans was in serious trouble. Templar started swimming back for him, and I was just moving in for your classic lifesaver hold when wham, he said, I got hit from below. So once again, I'm up to my waist down in the hippo's throat. So twice. This time, my legs are trapped, but my hands were free. He got him the other way. The other way. Yes. 
So he tried to go for his gun, but he was being thrashed around so much that he couldn't grab it. He said the hip, uh, that the hippo, uh, which turned out to be an older, aggressive male, spat Templar out a second time. Think that's enough, right? right. No. Said, this time when I came to the surface, I look around, there's no sign of Evans. Templar assumed that Evans had been rescued, and he tried to escape himself. He said, I'm making pretty good progress, and I'm swimming along, and then I come up for the stroke of swimming freestyle, and I look under my arm, and until this dying day, I'll remember this. There's this hippo charging in towards me with its mouth wide open, bearing in before he scores a direct hit. This time, Templar was sideways in the hippo's mouth, legs dangling out one side of the mouth, shoulders and head on the other side of its mouth. And by the way, their teeth are gigantic. And sharp. Yes. I said, and uh, then he just goes berserk. When the hippos are fighting, the the way that they fight is they try to tear apart uh, and just destroy whatever it is they're attacking. Yeah, yeah. He said, when when he'd go under the water, I'd hold my breath. When we were on the surface, I would take a deep breath and I would try to hold on to the tusks that were boring through me to stop from me from being ripped apart. And he figures the whole attack took about three and a half minutes long. Three and a half minutes? Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, the apprentice guide, Mac, uh, in the safety kayak, was showing incredible baver- bravery. He said, risking his life to save mine, he pulls his boat in inches from my face. Templar managed to grab a handle on the kayak, and Mac dragged me to the relative safety of this rock. The expedition was still one hell of a mess, though, he said. My left foot was especially bad. It looked as if someone had tried to beat a hole through it with a hammer. He couldn't move his arms. One arm from his elbow down was crushed to a pulp. He said blood was bubbling out of his mouth. Uh, They realized his lung was punctured. Uh, Mac rolled Templar over. He said we could see a gaping hole in his back and plugged it with saran wrap from a plate of snacks that they had. Snackables. He He was loaded into a canoe, Ben paddled. The hippo kept bumping the canoe. He went from being terrified to calm on that ride back. He said it took eight hours to drive him to the nearest hospital. Eight hours he's falling apart like this. Uh, In a month's time, he had several major surgeries. He thought that he would lose a leg and both arms. The surgeons didn't think he'd live. But not only did the surgeons save his life, but they saved his legs and one arm. The other arm, however, was beyond salvation. And it didn't. he didn't uh, get away with that, so they had to amputate. But... That's one of the most incredible stories I've ever read. We're this looking at uh, was pictures. Take, was taken into the hippo's mouth three times, Whoa. waist up, waist down, and sideways, and managed to live the tale. Should tell, be dead. To tell the tale. Should be dead. Unbelievable. By the way, they swim incredibly fast. Yes, yeah. I do. would never canoe around them. Uh, you've seen footage of, of like, power boats trying mm-hmm. to elude them. In fact, we're looking at footage right now of people in a power boat and, and the hippo underwater is sort of keeping pace. Yeah, they're very buoyant underwater. So, uh, like I told you, was that worth it for a one-story? It's pretty file? amazing. Right there. So, dude survived. Can't believe it. All right, and there you go. That's Hippos, man. In <laughs> the bizarre file. Uh, real quick, uh, Michelle from Philadoptables is on the line All to right. explain oh. what a lottery apron <laughs> okay. is. Hi, Michelle. Hi, everyone. <laughs> okay. What the hell is a lottery apron? Okay, so you take a full-size apron and you purchase $100 worth of scratch-off tickets and you cover the apron and then you sell chances. So the possibilities of winning could be endless because each ticket could be a winner. Okay. okay. All right. All so right. it is a lot. Okay, yep. okay, now it makes sense. All right. We're looking, we're looking at a, a representation yeah. of it right now. All right. And it, it is. It's what it sounds like. And we will have one uh, tomorrow evening, correct? Yes. Uh, all right. Very cool. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good time. 
Thanks for hosting. No, nah, my pleasure. All right. Well, thank you for clearing that up. We would have spent the whole weekend tossing and turning. <laughs> have a good day, All guys. Right. All, All right. right. See you later, Michelle. There you go. Thank you. All right. It's all cleared up. It's out of All right. Uh, we have five minutes remaining for you to enter the word income in MMR's concert cash giveaway. So if you haven't done that yet, make sure you enter it now. You can text the word income to our special short code, which is 45911. Or you can enter it on the app or at WMMR.com. And we have the $1,000 in MMRBQ tickets to give away. And by the way, the tickets went on sale 10 minutes ago. So hopefully you got yours. Amazing. If not, go order them. We want to see you there. September 16th, Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second. Hang out. Who's playing where? When? Answer your Philly concert inquiries at WMMR.com. All the shows that rock, all in one place. Just click on our always up-to-date concert calendar at WMMR.com. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to do... The lesson question now. We are going to give away today a $50 gift card to Manhattan Bagel. And the question we will go with today is, Game of Thrones will have a new prequel that also involves Sister Wives. What will that new prequel be called? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the, uh, the answer to this. A Game of Thrones will have a new prequel that will also involve Sister Wives. What will that new prequel be called? 215-263-WMMR. If you know, give us a call right now. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, we got some stories. Let's see what they are. Steve, what's going on this morning? Well, John Leguizamo saying he's boycotting the Super Mario Brothers movie. Leguizamo says he starred in the one and only Super Mario Brothers movie years ago, and it remains a horrible piece of crap. Mm. The Staten Island District Attorney says he will not bring Pete Davidson's stalker to trial, claiming she is mentally unfit. As proof, the DA repeated that the woman is stalking Pete Davidson. Uh, oh, my God. And finally, Kylie Jenner's car was spotted parked outside of Timothy Chalamet's Beverly Hills home overnight. Mm-hmm. Chalamet is being coy about the relationship, saying only that he's effing her brains out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, we are going to attempt to get a winner for the stupid question. No, not stupid question, the lesson question. Uh, the question is, excuse me, yeah. Game of Thrones will have a new prequel that also involves sister wives. And what will the new prequel be called? 215-263-WMMR is the number. I will go to, let me see here. We're going to go to Mike and see if we can get an answer. Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. Hey, you're on here, buddy. Mike, uh, what is the Game of Thrones prequel that involves Sister Wise? Sister Dragon. Sister yeah. Dragon. You were listening. You got it right, Mike. Mike, hang on. Going to give you a $50 gift card for Manhattan Bagel, where sandwiches are always made to order with real fresh cracked eggs on the grill and authentic New York-style bagels. Order ahead at ManhattanBagel.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music View on 93.3 WMMR. Sorry, Nell, I have to do this. It's okay. 
I don't pass a miss a lie. Good. I'm glad you understand. <laughs> All right. So for the first time. For the first time in nearly a decade, Blink-182 is scheduled to play Coachella. Uh, To make the announcement, Coachella posted a reference to one of Blink's songs and wrote, Take Your Pants Off and Jacket. Um, You have been warned. Uh, The band is set to play the Sahara stage. Uh, this Friday night. So tonight, actually, is when this I didn't know Coachella was happening this and, weekend. Yeah, absolutely not. Uh, the wait is over as Metallica releases the band's 11th studio album titled 72 Seasons Today. The set marks Metallica's first studio collection since 2016's Hardwired to Self-Destruct. And upon announcing the set, James Hetfield said in a statement, 72 Seasons is the first 18 years of our lives that form our true or false selves. The concept that we are told who we are by our parents, uh, a possible pigeonholing around what kind of personality we are. I think the most interesting part of this is the continued study of those core beliefs and how it affects our perception of the world today. What the hell are you talking about? Mm -hmm. Much of our adult experience is a reenactment or reaction to these childhood experiences. Uh, prisoners of childhood or breaking free of those bondages we carry. What the hell are you talking about? Okie dokie. Yeah. Uh, so, headed to cinemas worldwide uh, next, fr- I'm sorry, Friday, August 18th, and Sunday, August 20th, is Metallica's latest concert film, Metallica M72 World Tour, live from Arlington, Texas. Speaking of Metallica and childhood, I found out yesterday that Kirk Hammett and, um, Hammett and Les Claypool Went to high school together. Oh, no, they just great. came up with a great Chosky, though. They, they should the offer a Kirk Hammock. The yes. Kirk Hammock. It'd be awesome. <laughs> I didn't know they were, yeah, I didn't know they Why went back not? that far. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we're doing 72 hours of Metallica all weekend long. It's already started. We gave away, earlier this morning, a uh, cassette and digital download of the new album. Listen for your chance to win a Kirk Hammock. But listen for blocks of Metallica throughout the weekend, uh, the next 72 hours. And you could win not only the cassette and digital, but uh, that's today. Tomorrow, we're doing the CD and Uh digital. And then on Sunday, we're doing vinyl and digital. Uh, And there is also a grand prize, Metallica's catalog on vinyl, including a signed copy of 72 Seasons and a new turntable. And you can go to WMMR.com for your chance to win that. Throwing in the turntable is pretty cool. Uh, Kiss was forced to briefly pause their concert Wednesday. Uh, it was in uh, Manaus, Brazil. Gene Simmons fell ill. Uh, we have audio of Paul Stanley talking to the crowd yeah. when it happened. Here we go. We're going to have to stop to take care of him because we love him, right? Let's give Gene a really loud cheer. One, two, three. I don't feel so good. I don't. Oh, oh dear Lord. I'm so sorry. Sorry to... Oh, it's happening again. I think I ate something. Can someone get me some chicken fingers? Shortly after he and the band took a break to regroup, Simmons asked a member it's of the... It's like I have to fart really badly, but I can't. It's pain very... You would think it was a heart attack. Have you folks ever had that? But it's not. I know it's a fart, but it's sitting somewhere below my rib cage. <laughs> Do we just have to wait it out? Does anyone have any gas <laughs> They take up a collection from the audience. <laughs> Thank you. These are birth control pills. <laughs> so shortly after the band, 
After the band took a break to regroup, Simmons asked a member of the road crew to bring him a chair, and he performed the rest of the show seated. That's oh. rock and roll. Yeah. Uh-huh. But listen, the show went on. Mm. He, di- he didn't stop. Uh, on Thursday, Gene later tweeted a message to fans which read, Okay, kids, not a big deal. Uh, thanks for your kind wishes. Last night we played Amazon Jungle Stadium in Brazil. Humidity and temperature were sky high. I was dehydrated and was forced to sit for a song. We got back on stage in five minutes and finished the show. We'd like to thank Blue Emu for sponsoring this tour and uh, walk-in and bathtubs as well. What's the thing about Blue Emu, Gene? It don't stink. It don't stink? (laughs) Most of the time. (laughs) And walk-in bathtubs? I want to get one of those. I know you do. All right, the final item I have is the fact that Smashing Pumpkins have released a new music video for their single, Empires. Uh, The song has become the number one most added song to active rock. Uh, Spellbinding is also currently the number one most added alternative rock. Uh, The band's new album, Alum, is due out on May 5th, by the way. All right, and that's all I have in music news for you, but I do have something to give to you as we take a break, and it's for tonight. So if you're not free tonight, don't call in for this, but... Uh, it's Bruce Orama at the Keswick Theater and Bruce Campbell. It's his live show. It's a it's a fun night hosted by him, and I think there's like this game show element. It sucks we couldn't get him on. I know. Because we've had him on a number of times before. He's great. Throughout there. So we will take uh, callers uh, 10, 11, and 12, and we will give you passes for tonight if you'd like to go. There's nobody like him. He's great. He's just a, a complete character. Yep. Oh, God. Uh, listen to him type. Oh, Sorry. He's so good. It the wrong way. All right, uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to wrap up the show, give away our Word of the Week prize, so stay right down. Yeah! Finally, MM Barbecue 2023, starring Shinedown, Billy Idol, Saturday, September 16th at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Plus, special guests, A. Ron Jones, Larkin Poe, Dirty Honey, Finger Eleven, MMR's local shots opener, Vixen 77. And the return of the Preston and Steve side stage with you fronting live band karaoke. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster. Lawn tickets start at just 25 bucks. Complete details at WMMR.com. From 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, it's 1041. No sad, bro. Friday, no. Friday. It's uh, wonderful uh, to be wrapping up and getting into the weekend. Hopefully your weekend is going to be arriving very shortly. Weather-wise, 85 degrees today. You know, so we get it's going to be like it was yesterday, but a, li- a few more clouds uh, than yesterday. Uh, expecting some thunderstorms tomorrow, high 72, and then uh, morning clouds and sun uh, later in the afternoon on Sunday with high 75. So Monday, some rain, 70, and then Tuesday. Just want to give you a, I usually don't go this deep into the forecast, but it's only going to be 57 degrees on Tuesday. So we go from 85 <laughs> high uh, today to uh, 57 being our high on Tuesday. So taking a bit of a swing. Uh, in the weather forecast. It's all good. Yep. I would like to thank uh, Marcus in the Darkest and uh, Vince Strausser for being here. They are Team WMMR. Yes. 
ACS Bikeathon is coming up Sunday, June 11th. There's an event going on this week, or not this weekend, it's next weekend, next Saturday, April 22nd. Uh, beef and beer and ride that's happening. So they're trying to raise some funds and uh, looking for volunteers and things like that. And it's going to be at Brittingham's. You can go to WMMR.com. Uh, the, all the information is right there if you'd like to join those guys. And then uh, Moshe Kasher. Yeah. yeah. Hilarious. Love that guy. Forgot how funny he's he terrific. is. He's and great. And his stand-up is that. He was at, uh, he's going to be at Helium Comedy Club uh, tonight and tomorrow. So uh, two shows each night. And it was uh, cool to hang out with him. For a little bit. Hi, Pierre. Hi. I um, also liked uh, that he was so into Star Trek. Yes, yeah. 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 Uh, but you tried to turn him on to the latest one, uh, Strange New World. So he watched one or two episodes, and it took about th- three or four. You right. watched, right? I love it's it. It's awesome. So I it, it is. love it. To me, it's as close to the what I call the OG, the original Trek. Right. Uh, you know, it has that same sort of spirit, and well, I love it. The captain before Kirk. It's yes, Captain Pike. Christopher Pike, uh, who and Kathy, you know this. <laughs> I, right. I was just to say that conversation grabbed me, and so was this one. Yeah. Um, do you have a transporter beam in your house? Uh, no. Do you have a phaser? Yes. Photon torpedoes. That we do. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Just checking. Her dad invented the tricorder. Yeah, kidding. That. No, yeah. Dude, and he slept with Janice Joplin. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she was his first patient. Wow. He's a uh, Ching, yeah, man. He's a continental. He is intercontinental. I yeah, say. <laughs> intergalactic. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we have this prize to give away today. You ready to get that last letter? You bet, Beastie Here we Boy. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now the daily letter. All right, Preston and Steve shows brought to you today by the letter. Why is why is <laughs> as in why year. Is, why is why is I here? Why, is, why did why I is choose I here? Why? Because I's here. All right. the bones. <laughs> um, why is in the year or yellow? All or right. Yow. Or various or, words that start with why. Yeah. Uh, so we'll take call Seamless. number nine. <laughs> call number nine at 215-263-WMMR. And we'll let you take a crack at it and uh, see if you can get the word of the week prize. Uh, so, special Friday edition of the Pierre Robert Radio Experience. Oh, definitely. All right. Yes. We're uh, gadzooked and ready to go. Um, <laughs> I tell you, we've got a program for you that will... Um... You know what? If you miss it, you're going to hear about it from everyone else. And yes. You're going to feel left out. Exactly. Yeah. And you don't um, want that. You don't want that. But you do want to hang with us. We got the sweat set. We got the... Uh, we're going to do a Metallica weekend kickoff. At high noon uh, with a block of Metallica for our weekend of 72 hours of Metallica, which we're doing. We have great prizes all weekend long. And we'll start the prizes with uh, a digital giveaway of the album and a cassette giveaway mm-hmm. uh, for those of you who may still have a cassette player. Yeah, it's it's all the rage. I know. It's yeah, I know. It's great. The, 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 the least quality audio format has right. now become kitschy again. Well, it's, A-Tracks have got to be coming back soon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, we'll do a gigantic block of MMRBQ bands, Shine Down, Billy Idol, all the rest. Uh, will be It just went on sale, as you mentioned, at 10 a.m., so we'll have a lot of fun today. All right. I want to try to get a winner here. Let's go over to our ninth caller. Hey, it's Mike. Hi, Mike. Hello, Preston. Good <laughs> evening. Uh, good morning. Uh, good day. Okay. Hi, Mike. All righty then, Mike. What? <laughs> That's when you ask Alex, what's... <laughs> The word is Donnie. We didn't even ask you what the word is. What's the word? 
Donnie. Great. Yeah, there it is. A great evening in the night. Whatever wave you're surfing. Yeah, man. It's all right, man. Uh, Mike, we're going to give you a four-pack of front-row tickets with the early access pit passes for Monster Jam this Saturday, my man. Congratulations to you. Woo-hoo! All right. Hang on, Mike. Uh, Don't forget, it's uh, this Saturday at Lincoln Financial Field. You can experience full throttle family fun at Monster Jam, where world-class athletes and their 12,000-pound monster trucks tear up the dirt in wide-open competition of speed and skill. Tickets and information at monsterjam.com. Yes, Kathy? Do you think Mike's in, like, a suit and tie at his desk and, like, sometimes they just... You know, get one over on us. Maybe. Probably. Maybe. Yes. He's just being he's being his best him. I don't think I so. Don't oh! I think he's hammered. Oh! He's seeing the rainbow, man. Oh! <laughs> All right. I would like to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. And the President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Trinity Rehab locations all over and now opening King of Prussia. Trinity-Rehab.com. Next week on our program, Henry Winkler will be joining us. Sarah Silverman will be on the show. Comedian Trey Kennedy will join us. And next week, we will acknowledge and celebrate National Talk Like Bill Weston Day. Come on. Next week. we did last year. It will be next week as well. What day is it? What day is that, Steve? Uh, It's It's Friday. 24th? Excellent. The 21st, Friday. 21st, okay. It will be the 21st, so we will we will celebrate I National... Need you to stop talking and listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> National talk like Bill West today. All right, Santa's got to go. Ray John, have a great weekend. We'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. Uh, Santa's got to go. I need you to stop talking and listen to me. Uh, Santa's got to go. What if you could make fresh, delicious meals at home without the stress of planning, prepping, or cleaning up? Introducing Tavala. Tavala is a first-of-its-kind meal service that makes eating well effortless. By combining a countertop smart oven with delivered meals, just scan a QR code to cook dinner. First, choose from a variety of chef-crafted meals delivered weekly to your door. When you're ready to eat, just do one minute of easy prep. Next, scan your meal's QR code with the Tavala Smart Oven, while the oven automatically switches between modes and temperatures for the perfect cook. Just sit back and relax. Your food's ready in 25 minutes or less. No shopping, no chopping, no cleanup. Simplify mealtime today with Tavala. Go to Tavala.com now to save $150 on a Tavala smart oven when you agree to order meals six times. That's T-O-V-A-L-A.com. Promo applied automatically at checkout. Tavala. Eat well effortlessly. Tavala.com.